every type of doctor, didn't you know? Ja- Jackson, Jackson, put some back. You're not good at all of them. You're overstressed. Jackson, stop taking out those IUDs and be a therapist. Also, I, I, I only want to talk to one of you. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Our The Hundred Podcast, brought to you by the Aficionados Podcast Network. My name is Robin Jeffrey. I'm a 25-year-old actor and artist. I like reading anti-heroes, feminist agendas, and I have way too much knowledge regarding details that no one else remembers. You can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey pretty much everywhere. And our fun fact for this episode um, is if you had a horse like Helios, what would you name it? Mm-hmm. And I would name my horse Patches. There's an anecdote to go with that, but let's tell that later. <laughs> And my name is Samantha Coley. I'm a 28-year-old marketing coordinator and television critic. I'm a senior writer and the social media specialist at Telltale TV. I like over 40 OTPs and making playlists. I'm on Twitter at Sam Casey's, where you can find me yelling about television and fangirling middle-aged actresses. Uh, if I had a horse, I'd probably name it, like, Pegasus, because I'm basic like that. When I was, like, three, we mm-hmm. went to the fair. Yeah. I think it was the fair. And uh, I was on a horse, mm. and my mom was like, what's the horse's name? To the guy? And the guy was like patches Mm -hmm. so then like a couple minutes later my mom was testing my retention of knowledge and she said (laughs) robin what's the horse's name and the lady behind us went patches (laughs) i said ma'am it's not about you i was asking the (laughs) three-year-old so i would name my horse patches ma'am it's not about you it's about the (laughs) three-year-old robin's like how dare you steal my spotlight at three you know i knew you i really fully did Today we have words to say about episode 301 of The 100, One Head of Heart 1. This episode will contain spoilers for all seven seasons of this cursed show. <laughs> I, yeah, so basically like, nope, I, we're definitely gonna talk about what happens later. Um, we're gonna try and keep it to what's actually happening in this episode, but there are some things that happen where it's like, you just gotta discuss what ha- what what goes on, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so yeah, we basically just can't promise this uh, this podcast to be spoiler free. Certain people whose fates we need to discuss. Yeah. Another thing, this is the first episode of any of our podcasts that we're recording in 2021. And back in like June, I, using the money of our incredible and lovely Patreon sponsors. Icons, legends. Um, we were able to purchase this like podcasting like what is it? It's like a... It's a mic and a switchboard. It's like a mixing pad. So basically, now I can do things. I don't know if I should. Mm-hmm. Um, but for example... I can make me sound like this. <laughs> or I can make me sound like this. Will we have any reason <laughs> to use any of those? I don't know. If you start making fun of, like, Sean Mendes in this episode, you can definitely... <laughs> exactly. I have this, on. like, auto-tune thing, and, like, it depends <laughs> on, like, you can choose which key it goes in, so ultimately I have no idea what it really sounds like as I'm doing it. Um, <laughs> so, like, for example, I'll put it in the C key, because that would that's probably the one that'll sound the best. And I'll be like, I'm Sean Mendes. Is that what I should be doing? <laughs> day after day. No promises. <laughs> I'm still on auto-tune. Hold on. Anyway, um, <laughs> just wanted to let you know that we had a cool thing now. Thanks. So, moving on to the title. Um, this is the only time they did a part one, part two for a premiere? Question mark? For a premiere? Yeah. I think so, yeah. Yeah. One Hedda means Commander of Death. We all know this. Mm-hmm. Um, it is Clark's current title, and it is the first episode title in um, Trigetta Slang yeah. of the show. 
that's pretty cool. Here is where in the podcast we will insert uh, thoughts from listeners because um, uh-huh. lots of lovely people like to write into this one, which we really appreciate. You guys are great. Um, yeah. We wanted you guys to know that we are accepting uh, emails and voicemails um, and everything, but uh, we do record these pretty far in advance because we already have the episodes, mm. and so we can just get our work done early. Yeah. Um, so we just wanted to let you guys know that there's a, a cutoff to get your thoughts from listeners <laughs> in. Um, a week after it goes out to the public, it may make it into the next episode after that, but no promises. Um, but if you get your stuff in before it's been out for a week, we will read out your thing <laughs> for the for the next episode. Or play um, your voicemail or do whatever. Yeah. If you're on Patreon, you have two weeks because <laughs> uh, because the episodes go out a whole week in advance on Patreon. And we'll talk about Patreon a little bit later. Hey, let's get started into the actual episode. <laughs> Wahoo! <laughs> so we split this up into three. <laughs> Can you tell we've been playing Mario Kart for the past Woo! three, four hours? Um, so we split it up into three parts. Um, the stuff that happens to Clark, the stuff that happens to Murphy, and then basically everything else, because although it kind of splits after a certain point, after it's, a certain uh, point, it, yeah, overlapped a lot. Exactly. And yeah. So um, we're gonna start with Clark, and I did the summary for Clark's stuff. All right. Okay. So there's this panther thing. Um, we only ever see animals like this when it's convenient, but that's okay. Uh, basically, Clark attacks the panther thing, and they fight, and she kills it and trades it for stuff at the trading post. Enter Nyla. Who knew she'd make it the entire series? Not me. <laughs> Clark notices that Nyla has one of Abby's bracelets that they came down with, which is peculiar. Later, she asks about it, but she doesn't get an answer because Rowan walks in looking for her. Uh, Nyla gets him to leave by telling him that she was there, but already left. It turns out that Nyla knew she was one head of this entire time. What? She helps Clark wash off and they discuss her sins and kills and stuff. Then they do the do and she wakes up in the middle of the night and leaves, but Rowan is still there and catches her. Bonk. Bonk. Truly. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Both definitions. Yeah. So basically, so basically, Clark caught this like tiny little baby bunny as bait for the panther, and it's the cutest bunny that I've ever seen. Yeah, and they certainly did that on purpose. They're like, yes, <laughs> this is my impression. Oh wait, I can use this. Okay. Yes, hello. Um, <laughs> so stupid. Yes, hello. Um, bring me the cutest bunny you have. <laughs> All I have are semi-cute bunnies. Go out and find the cutest bunny you have. I will not be using that for the rest of the time. I'm so sorry. <laughs> we can't hear it when it's happening because mm-hmm. we're not wearing headphones since we're in the same room. And so it's basically just awkwardly me pressing buttons and hoping it works out. Um, <laughs> I hate it and I don't want to do that anymore. So anyway, I anyway, basically what I'm trying to say is that I hope that Clark let the bunny go after and didn't yeah. just like leave it tied up to a post. Or also like maybe she... She sold the panther meat to Nyla, but ate the bunny. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She's like, here's my panther. And Nyla's like, wow, that's a big kill. And she's like, also this. And Nyla's like, she's like you're less cool than I thought you these were. These are my chicken tenders. <laughs> yeah, basically Clark attacks the thing and we get her red hair. And in season five, she does it in like a similar way, but mm-hmm. in a much smaller scale. More subtle. Um, And she basically is doing it so that she's less recognizable because... All of the grounders know that she's blonde. Mm -hmm. She gets hurt by the panther, but she kills it. And she's like, hey, your fight is over, bud. That's that scene. Rest in pieces. So um, Clark goes to visit Nyla. And Nyla points out that she always comes right after her father leaves. And Clark's like, yes, men are scary. So Yeah, I'm not a a fan. Also, like, she feels like she can... I don't know if she has, like, this sort of, like, trust with Nyla, but mm-hmm. she doesn't necessarily have it with 
him. She doesn't know her father. So like if he recognizes her, maybe she thinks that he's more likely to recognize her than Nyla or something, but she like could get um, like turned in by him. It's also probably like a subtle dig at like authority figures mm-hmm. uh, are not great on this show right. sometimes. So that's probably a little bit of like why she avoids him as well. Mm-hmm. So Nyla's like talking to her and she's like, I'm going to hurry. Can I go? <laughs> Nyla's like, do you have an appointment with someone else? Uh, so basically Nyla processes the meat for her kills um, and then they get to keep some. Mm-hmm. And so Clark gets some of the meat and Nyla's family gets some meat and then Clark also gets to keep some stuff from the trading post is kind of what I'm understanding this process to be. And she asks her if she wants a drink while she waits. Uh, I'm like, I'm not really sure what she's waiting for because it seems like it takes her a while to like process that meat. Like you would think. Yeah. So she like hands her the meat because she says, here's your meat from the last kill. So Mm. obviously she like goes and comes back all the time. So she's like, here's your meat from the last kill. I'll take this and I'll get back to you. And you figure out your thing. And then she goes, do you want to drink while you wait? And I'm like, what is she waiting for? Right. If you guys understand, uh, like, please let me know. Nyla doesn't have a dehydrator. Yeah, like exactly. <laughs> what are we doing? Yeah. So Nyla has one of the Vitals bracelets, and then suddenly it's night, and she's trying to pick out some things, because, like I said, she's owed extra. Uh-huh. Um, so she wants to ask about, or she does ask about the bracelet, but then Rowan walks in, um, who I missed so much. Oh, what a what a great character. I'm glad that we don't have to talk about his death again. I'm glad we can just, like, have him at the end of it, <laughs> season three and be like, who knows what happened? And he lives happily ever after. Yeah. So Rowan has this drawing of Clark. He's looking for her. Nyla thinks that the drawing sucks. And I'm I'm inclined to think it doesn't really look like her either. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. But my main question is, who drew this? Now, we know who drew this on the props team. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. But who drew this canonically? <laughs> Someone need- who has seen Clark, obviously. I need to look at it again. Okay. Just in context. Here. Yeah. Because... Like, my first thought would be Lexa, but why would Lexa give... My first thought would be Lexa, but Clark's the only one who has shown, like, artistic prowess. So I don't think it's Lexa, because that's... Is it this one? This is gonna happen a lot. Alexa, stop. I'm not talking about you. It was on, like, a canvas. It wasn't on paper. That is canvas. Oh. Uh, maybe that was it then. Yeah, I mean, it's not perfect. It's more stylized. Definitely better than I could do, though. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, I just don't really know who, because who on Rowan's side would do that? Because I'm like, okay, well, Lexa has seen Clark. Maybe Lexa described Clark to someone who is artistically inclined and it's an unknown character. Because she's the commander, so she can just, like, hire people to do what she wants. She's like, hello, get me a sketch artist. But I'm confused because Indra was talking about how, um, like, as get a queen, Naya wants her power. And so I'm like, I can't remember if Roan is bringing Clark to Naya, but he got excommunicated, right? He's bringing her to Lexa. Right, he's bringing her to Lexa. So it could be any number of people who work for Lexa, I guess, because a lot of them probably have seen her. Well, I think Lexa had the drawing done. Okay, so either way, I don't think it was Lexa, but I think it was somebody around there. Yeah, I don't think think it's... Brought up again. I though. think Lexa describes Clark, unknown character number 17. Yeah. Drew it. Mm-hmm. Once again, to remind you guys something that we said at the end of, I, don't, I can't say at the end of last season, but at the end of season seven during our podcasts, we did not do any rewatching. Mm. Um, and so if you guys catch something that we say, um, please let us know. You, you don't have to write us a whole long email just to email us. We love the long emails that we get. But um, if you guys just want to write like three sentences of being like, 
hey, you were wrong about this one thing and here's why, <laughs> feel free to do so. So Nyla says that she was here two days ago, but she's gone now. And that's how she got the brace, the bracelet, which is a very helpful coincidence. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I know that at some point we do get the reason as to why Nyla got that bracelet, but I don't remember what it is. Do you? Is that this season or is that like... Well, she has it on. No, I mean, like, is the excuse this season or is oh, that later? I don't know. I mean, I feel like the part of it that I understood was just that she... Has she, like, found it on somebody or something? I thought that it's just, like, she lives in Tree Crew and the dropship is nearby. Oh, maybe. And she, like, admires the Sky People because of Clark. Mm -hmm. but well, well if everybody was, like, snapping them off, how did she get it to go back together? She's an artist. I don't know. She's a... She's a trinket maker. A trinket maker. Same, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah. So then she talks about Eden's Pass. Yeah. I don't remember where that is. Is that supposed to be the valley? And that's why they call it Eden? Well, is Eden's Pass the, like, place where they had the... What's it called? It was, like, the trap where they brought Echo and Rowan in, and it was, like, a gorge. Mm. Remember that? No. You don't remember that at all? It was in season five, I think. Oh. Oh, no. Rowan was dead by then. Four. Season four. Right? What does she say about Eden's Pass? I just wrote Eden's Pass. Mm. So I don't remember. Well, I think it would be very clever if that was referring to the valley. Yeah. That eventually becomes Eden. Probably. So, um, Roan's... Oh, maybe maybe it's Roan who says something about Eden's Pass. Mm. But either way, his, like, little lackeys believe Nyla, but he doesn't believe her. Right. Um, and Clark's, like, She's right behind... She's not a very good liar. Exactly. And, and, and Clark, Clark is right behind him, and he turns around and makes eye contact with Clark, and Clark's like, whoops, don't look at me. And I'm like, why didn't you just stay in the corner of the shop? Or, like, stare him down. Then. Like, damn, Clark, why you get so close? Like, don't look so sus. <laughs> Red sus as hell. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> Nyla basically reveals that she knew that she was one head of this whole time. Um, and when I was doing my notes, I thought, like, why does she suddenly switch to English, you know? Because it's Nyla who starts speaking English and not mm -hmm. Clark. And when we were rewatching it last night, I realized that it's probably because Nyla has now revealed that she knows that Trig isn't Clark's first language and mm -hmm. her first language is English. And so now it's, like, okay to talk in English. So she talks about how her mother was taken by the mountain and now they don't take people anymore, so she really appreciates Clark. Nyla, like, washes her off and I guess they, like, trust each other a lot now. Mm -hmm. She talks about how her back isn't big enough for all the kill marks that she should have. <sighs> I remember at the time being like, oh, yeah, wow. true, yeah. Oh, mm -hmm. Poor Clark. She's but, been through so much. <laughs> looking back on it, I'm like, yeah, I guess. <laughs> now it's just like, okay. <laughs> and it's it gets so worse. Hard. It's just know? so annoying and it's so hard to take seriously because like, at the time, this was like, oh, yeah, Clark has been through so much. And now it's just like, shut up. You're going to kill triple that. Including your best friend. Cool. Ugh. Oh, my God. I forgot Clark killed Bellamy. <laughs> so, uh, Nyla's like, thanks for killing all those people. It was really helpful. And Clark's like, Clark's I like, don't feel good about it. <laughs> Clark's like, uh, thanks. And Nyla's like, it was really attractive. Yeah. <laughs> Clark's like, fine, let's just make out. Yeah, she's like, oh, this is... This is something I can do, I guess. It's like, I, uh, I've been needed a distraction. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. So Clark, like, kind of snaps at her, and Nyla's like, okay, harsh, but whatever. I was like, okay, I'll take my, uh, feelings of attraction elsewhere. And Clark's like, I didn't mean that. I'm so sorry. I, I didn't mean that I didn't like you. Like, here's a little kiss for you, and feel free to, to touch my boob. Please touch my boob. <laughs> um, like, I, I didn't mean shut up. I meant shut up and kiss me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We haven't gotten anything, <laughs> like, I don't, 
This I remember. <laughs> I remember also just being so floored about this, like uh, when we first watched it, and being like, "Where did this even come from?" I um, I confessed something terrible to Robin last mm-hmm. night. They they show a clip of this yeah. <laughs> sex scene in in the uh, like season three trailer or the trailer for, like specifically for the premiere. And at the time, it's a wide shot, so you're like far out, and you only see like someone flip someone else over and they're shirtless. And I thought it was Cabby up until seeing the scene. I told her it wasn't. I remember telling her it wasn't. No. Yes. You were right there with me. It was your idea because of the pants. Why is she still wearing pants if she's not wearing a shirt? That's why it's confusing. <laughs> exactly. Because she, she wasn't wearing a shirt. And who doesn't wear shirts? Men. <laughs> exactly. Also, the hundred, every t- single time there's a sex scene, the hundred tries to convince me that none of these women wear bras. Yeah. And, like, the only one I would believe is Raven, except you can see her bra mm-hmm. in, her, like, when she's wearing her, like, regular shirt. So, but then when she takes it off, it's gone. A disappearing bra. Magic. Woo. Oh, God. Um, you, you would wear a bra in the apocalypse. Mm-hmm. It would be a sports bra, but you would wear one. It would be stinky and dirty, but you would wear exactly. it. I just wanted to say, whoa, uh, how far are we in? And Robin's going to talk about Lost. <gasps> I'm shocked. But in the first, like, uh, like four episodes of Lost, Kate takes a bath in the ocean and is wearing a bra. So yeah. she, like, she's still wearing it. It's just gross. Yeah. I would be uncomfortable with, like, a wired bra because I am now in my real life. But in the apocalypse, I would, I would just, I would not be able to go braless. Mm-hmm. I just that couldn't do it. slapping about. Like, I, I gotta run from bad guys and potential villains. I don't want to, like, put an eye out. You know mm. what I mean? Yeah. I don't want to poke an eye out. I don't. Running at high speeds is gonna go whop. And then I put, I've, I've, I've eliminated myself <laughs> from the... herself because she's a nice person and uh i'll say the like almost mean thing (laughs) for her yeah here's the thing is there are sometimes we want to be mean but instead we disguise it as being critical Mm -hmm. and i don't have the ability to do that yeah and Brittany doesn't know how so that's why we (laughs) that's why we have to do Um, it i'll have you know that's actually what i'm very very good at but when it comes to this show it's just also deeply stupid well, it's yeah. just, you've, you've been worn down so much that you don't want to anymore, and I respect you. Yeah. Anyway, so at Unity Days, it's, as we're recording this, it's January, which makes sense because, you know, this podcast comes out in February, but um, <clears throat> this is the first January in four years when we haven't gone to Unity Days. Which is weird. I know that there are, like, several people listening to this podcast who are, like, friends of ours from Unity Days. Stop crying. <laughs> Stop crying right now. It's gonna be okay. (laughs) 
it's just strange to not be there, I guess. It really is. Uh, I have seen Richard Harmon. I have hugged Richard Harmon four years in a row. Mm -hmm. And this year I have not hugged Richard Harmon. Probably for the best due to pandemic, but still. Like, if it weren't a pandemic, we'd go to his house. (laughs) (laughs) Just walk around downtown until you saw Richard Harmon. Anyway, so at Unity Days, Jess has talked about this this scene. Mm -hmm. um, And she said that... This was her first scene that she recorded on the hundreds. Not even the ones where she's talking a bunch of Trigetta slang in the in the thing. It's this one, uh, yeah. her sex scene. <laughs> and since it was her first one, Richard decided to show up and Ooh. cheer her on. And so I couldn't help but like like visualize like them <laughs> on the bed, Maybe Jess just going to town, his sister, and then his friend Eliza, who he's worked with for over two years now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then him just sitting in the corner like. This is art. High art. (laughs) The performance. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. And then we kind of get a shot of Nyla's, like, pretty cool tattoo. I don't think that one was ever explained. I feel like Lex's tattoos were explained. I don't... But, like, Indra, Imori, Lincoln, Nyla, were those ever, like, really explained or do they just look cool? They just look cool. Like, it depends. It seems like it depends... On which clan you're you're in, right? Because like Asgeta doesn't have tattoos; they have the scars, right? Mm-hmm. And you know Indra also has scars with her tattoo. So like, yeah. yeah. Anyway, I guess I was just wondering if there was a if there was something that told us more about Nyla's tattoos, but I don't think there ever was. Like there should have been, mm-hmm. but there's not. Yeah. So Clark wakes up from what I assume is a nightmare because she like starts awake, mm-hmm. um, and she leaves and. I can't I just imagine Nyla like waking up the next day and being like I was gonna make breakfast but whatever (laughs) right and yeah she leaves Roan is still here and (laughs) Clark's like were you listening I'm uncomfortable I didn't hear that yeah whole thing how long have you been here um (laughs) so now Roan has a knife to her throat and she's not smiling like Jasper is (laughs) later but yeah they both have trauma but uh Mm -hmm. Clark is processing it quite differently exactly they're both kind of trying to isolate themselves, though, which I think is kind of oh, cool. For sure. Now that you say that, there's like a lot of parallels between Clark and and Jasper, and I think that maybe they're trying to give us those by putting a knife to Clark's throat as well. Mm-hmm. This episode, um, I think that the same moment destroyed both of them for yeah. two different reasons, right. and they both went in similar but different paths. Self destruction afterward. Mm-hmm. Wow, that so that's Clark. Um, yeah. Most of the episode is in the third. <laughs> Very little thing. Um, but Yeah, Robin Robin was like, hey, can I, I did Clark and Murphy. Can you just do everything else? It has the cabbie part in it. And I was like, yeah, of course. I love the cabbie part. And then I started writing last night and I was like, oh my God. Here's the thing. <laughs> I just wanted to be super clear about it because Sam is going on Twitter and acting like I tricked her when in reality I went, listen, there's three parts. One of them's really, really big. I did the other two because I want to do the Murphy content. This one, it has cabbie in it, but it's really long. Is that okay? I'll do part of it if you want. And she said, no, no, that's fine. I like that part. So don't come <laughs> to me saying that I'm a terrible How person. How am I supposed to say no to Robin when she does, like, most of the work? And she's like, but will you please do this really long? So why are we complaining? Because <laughs> it's really long. And now I have to read it, and you know I'm bad. I'll read it for you if you want. <laughs> oh, no. The... The, uh, the jokes will just be weird. <laughs> okay. 
So before we move on to Murphy, um, we're just going to talk to you a little bit about the other stuff that we have going on. We have four other podcasts in this network that we made. Wow. Wow. And um, uh, so first of all, we have a Star Trek one. Um, that one has all of the first season of Star Trek Picard on it. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I'm going to try and get at least one more Star Trek podcast on that <laughs> feed. Brittany keeps being like, I'm very busy. And I'm like, I'm going to edit it for you. All you have to do is show up and talk. <laughs> I'm still busy. I'm going to try and get at least one, maybe two more Star Trek <laughs> podcasts out on that feed for you. Uh, yeah, like, we have uh, we have thoughts, we have plans, um, I, we just need to organize them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I need a structure to yeah. the podcast. There's a lot of uh, voices in the Star Trek fandom, and we want to make room for um, other podcasts, because mm-hmm. uh, there are not a lot of black voices represented in the Star Trek podcast sphere, so we want to make sure that we are not uh, taking up more space than we are due. We're just trying to figure out what we want to say, mm-hmm. where we say it. Yeah. Um, our other podcasts, we have Stranger Things. Um, so we did all of season one and all of season two. Um, so you guys can check those out right now. And season three is coming out this year along with our episodes of The Hundred. So if you like Stranger Things, you should check that out. So then we have Lost. So that one is uh, spoiler free as well. So if you would like to watch along for the first time, you can. Um, we also have guests over there. So if you like Lost and you want to be on it, hit me up. We did all of season one and all of season two, and we are nearing like kind of the middle of season three, which is really exciting because that's like the halfway point of the series. So that is pretty cool. And then lastly, we have our Riverdale podcast. (laughs) Um, our final, just because Star Trek Picard is not happening right now, it's like our final podcast that we have that's happening week to week with a show that's coming out actively, (laughs) um, which is really exciting. And um, we have podcasts for the first four seasons. And um, the fifth season is starting so soon. When this comes out, the fifth season will have started. And I am (laughs) so excited. I am thrilled. Um, If you guys are like, yeah, Riverdale seems dumb. Yes, it is dumb. You're right. That's why we love it. But that's why it's so fun. So <laughs> if you're looking for something like some sort of reprieve to this year. Yeah. Um, and to last year, I guess we can't say this year again anymore. Even this year has been ridiculous already. But um, <laughs> Dates mean nothing. Time is a loop. <laughs> we, you're recording this the day after the big American coup. So I yeah. think it's fair to say it's been a year of a week so far. Yeah. So, um. <laughs> Lemon, it's January 6th. <laughs> If you're looking for some sort of reprieve from that, I could not recommend Riverdale more. Um, But also if you're like, yeah, I want to join you guys on your podcast, but I don't want to watch Riverdale. Also fair, there are several people who have just listened to the podcast and uh, I've heard good things about that experience as well. So either way, I recommend our Riverdale podcast, whether you've seen Riverdale or not. Yeah, we we do a summary of the episode. So Mm -hmm. If you want to go in with, like, even less context than the people who are watching Riverdale, it's probably a great time. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you get, like, and I think you can maybe try and keep track of the characters. Like, it's just ridiculous. And, um, yeah, I recommend it. But uh, let's let's head back into the episode. Let's talk about m- my little guy, my little Smurf. Your little Smurfo. Yeah. All right, here we go. So, Murphy finishes watching the video in the lighthouse, the one from the end of season two, which we totally have not covered yet. Mm-hmm. Um, that one. Uh, he looks around and realizes what's happened there. He hears a click and finds that he's been locked inside. He's stuck in there for three months. We get a montage of him spiraling and growing a terrible beard. Eventually, the door opens again, and he makes his way up to the house on the island thing that he's on. Ali and Jaha are there. 
cool. It seems like they knew he was stuck and were the ones who did the stucking. What super cool people. <laughs> did the stucking. <laughs> he wakes up completely clean and that's an uncomfortable thing we just skated right past. Yep. He knows that Allie isn't real. Um, they talk about the city of light and Murphy's like, yeah, this is dumb. I'm gonna go. Um, the entire episode later, he hangs out at night on the shore. Jaha explains everything to him, but he's still not into it. Um, a boat rocks up like, yo, John, it's me, your love interest. <laughs> wow, Amori is back and Murphy is somehow totally on board now. Murphy's like, you should have led with there's a girl. Yeah, exactly. But here's the thing. I think Jaha didn't even know that she was going to be there because <laughs> Ali's like, I told you it would work. And Jaha's like, huh? <laughs> what? He's like, I was trying my best to to talk to him with, with my, just with my <laughs> smart man of faithness. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, I knew that he wasn't going to respond to that. <laughs> so... In the video that Murphy's watching, the two other dudes carry Chris out and spend like, I was like, do they just spend a bunch of time in here, I guess? But here's the thing. He looks back, Murphy, that is. He looks back and the pillow is still sitting there. It still has blood on it. If those two guys came back in here, that pillow would not be there anymore. And also, um, like you were saying last night, Sam, all the food food that Murphy eats in these three months wouldn't be, um, would be gone. Yeah. So uh, those guys, I don't think ever got back in. Yeah, I don't think they did either. I think they went to take him outside and the bombs fell and the alley just auto-locked the doors. However, it's really interesting to me that um, they were like, uh, okay, I-, I just wonder how long they thought they were going to be in there for. Mm-hmm. Because there- there's two of them and there's only one of Murphy and he got through the rations in three months. Yeah. So were they only expecting to be in there for up to a month and a half? You know, or maybe Murphy just kind of gorged on stuff and didn't ration it properly. I mean, I imagine someone who's been probably starved most of their life uh, would not be very good at rationing yeah. food all to themselves. Which is, like, fine when he's all, uh, ooh, werewolves of London at the Ow. end of, of last season. But, like, once you figure out that you're stuck in here, mm-hmm. maybe take it a little more seriously. Well, I feel like he probably did. And, like, yeah. but it took him, like, a certain amount of time. And then he's like, oh, heck. Yeah, exactly. So, um, they're basically saying that, uh, someone let Allie out and, yeah, also Murphy picks up the gun, so the gun is still on the ground, which is another reason why. Yeah, those guys definitely never got back in there. Yeah. So, basically we get the montage of him trying to escape but failing. Mm -hmm. Um, why does he watch the video so much? Probably because there's nothing else to watch. However, why have a TV if you're not going to have, like, DVDs in there? Well, it also seems like they're watching, uh... Well, I imagine at the time, because it's 2051, Mm -hmm. everything they ever wanted is digital and streaming. Mm. So they wouldn't need DVD. But if they have, like, a bunker, then aren't they like, hmm, seems like Netflix is going to go down once the bombs happen, (laughs) you know? Maybe we should be prepared. And that's why I won't let Britney make me get rid of the rest of my DVDs from 2004. Honestly, once you made that argument, I was like, you know what? That's fair. (laughs) Thank you. What if we lose the internet one day? (laughs) So in the video, there's a timestamp and it says it's in 2051 and Earth Day is the year that the bombs went off, right? Mm-hmm. And is that, that's 2053? Okay. Isn't it? Oh. Earth Day 2053? Jasper's shirt? Yes. I'm pretty sure. Either way, okay, so she meets Allie and then two years later is when the bombs go off. Right. So Chris introduces Becca to Allie, who looks obviously just like her. Like um, she created the machine, yeah. but the sentient like model itself yeah she she met Allie in 2051 yeah so becca made the code for Allie, but she didn't choose what she looked like Allie made herself in her god's image she made herself in becca's image basically right um and her core command is to make life better and the root problem is too many people which is a great moment yeah truly iconic mm-hmm. so so murphy breaks the tv 
and um, Chris's video camera, it seems, is still there, but it's almost out of battery. Mm-hmm. He's been stuck for 86 days. He's almost out of food. Impressed that the battery lasted 100 and some years. Yeah. Uh, as well, to be honest. iPhone, take notes. <laughs> so he says, screw you to Jaha. And you know what? I feel the same way. Same. <laughs> So he almost kills himself, but he doesn't, and then it's unlocked. And that kind of seems like a little bit of a test. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, how is it that coincidence that he almost takes that step, chooses not to, and then it immediately unlocks afterwards? That I, makes me think that they're watching him. I think they were watching him as well, and it's equal parts probably a test of whether or not he would give up and kill himself. Mm-hmm. And whether or not they could break him yeah, uh, to the point where he would be amenable to listening to whatever Jaha said. Right. And then uh, he's still not. Yeah. <laughs> and also, like, I think that Jaha knew Murphy well enough. Not that he knew him very well, but I think he knew him well enough that self-preservation was above all for him mm-hmm. and that it just it just wasn't going to happen. Like, he just wasn't going to do it. Yeah. Um, and then Allie, I guess, thought that that was, like, the breaking point. Right. And they knew that it wasn't going to happen, but as soon as he, like, almost did it, that's when, like, he would be most likely to, like, join their side or whatever, I guess. Mm-hmm. So this also kind of reminds me of um, Desmond in the season two finale of Lost. Yeah. Um, in which he's also, in a ha- like, locked in a hatch, and mm-hmm. he also almost kills himself, but then sort of, like, a, um, a message from God from above kind of comes comes down and stops him from doing that. Right. Um, and we know that this show takes a lot from Lost and also has an actor from Lost who played Desmond. So um, that feels maybe like it could, be, could have been an actual homage. So he gets out and he follows the drone and there's a mansion with like lots of drones around. He comes in, but he fully trips over the door frame mm-hmm. uh, because he's embarrassing. And Jaha's like, oh, hey, great news. I found the city of light. And Murphy tries to punch him, but then just fully passes out. Um, Respect. I guess because he's, like, hungry hungry and and tired and and sad. And he kind of gets carried out, and it makes me feel like they're trying to make, like, a Jesus thing. Oh, you think? Or a Hamlet thing. I think you are completely correct. I don't think they would have been able to resist that imagery. Here's the thing. He's carried out, like, Jughead in that one episode of Riverdale, (laughs) and that's what I care about. I'm um, just, I'm just, how do you get to the Jesus thing? Uh, it's because he has his arms out when he's, oh. and then, and then I think there's a shot from the top. Okay. If I remember correctly. And I know putting people on the cross is important later this season. Yeah. So it feels like that kind of is part of it. <laughs> oh yeah. My next note is I think it has some religious meaning as well, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so it's nap time in the mansion and Murphy wakes up and he had a bath and a shave and his hair is gelled back. And he, um, first of all, how out were you? And second of all, who bathed you? I'm so uncomfortable. Who I bathed feel you? Bad for him. Like this is something they completely skip over. Then they're just like, look at Richard's cute hair now, right? But Allie's a hologram, so it's not her. Jaha bathed Murphy, and no one's talking about it. I don't ever. Yeah. Uh, ew. Yeah. Ew. Yeah. Ew. We just didn't talk about it. And also, Murphy just didn't. And Murphy wasn't like, well, what, what, what happened to me? Yeah. Guys, we ignored a lot of weird crap this show did the first yeah. time. Mm-hmm. Like, later we have to talk about, like, the sexual assault that happens to Murphy later. Oh, yeah. I remember getting hate for that the first time we recorded that for the podcast. Yeah. Really? Were, yeah, someone, like, we recorded the 
podcast and I said, this is assault. And they were like, no, it's not. Why did I say, really? This is the hundred. Of course you got hate for yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but I stand by that and we will 100%. continue 100%. to stand by that. Um, in other news about the the podcast that we <laughs> that we made for this uh, for this season um, on a different network. Uh, I was looking all over the room that I grew up in this holiday season. I was looking all over for my notebook that had my notes for um, for this season because mm-hmm. I thought, how cute would it be? I would go through it and I would find like little cute things. That I was like, I wonder why this happens. And then like, I'm like, don't worry, future or past me, I can tell you or whatever. Don't worry, past me. Everyone's dead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I looked everywhere and I finally found the notebook that I wrote my my notes in um and it was my notes for seasons four and five so Mm. I don't know where my notes are for season three I must have just written them on like spare loose leaf or something not (laughs) knowing that I would need them again so anyway I tried I'm so sorry she was a baby then she didn't know any better so Murphy's like wow yum look a little apple a snack (laughs) Jaha is okay can we make apple apple that's also Jesus-y well it's uh Adam and Eve yeah Adam and Eve Ah, Allie says, here's an apple, Lil John, and he doesn't eat it because mm-hmm. he's not going to drink the Kool-Aid, drink the apple juice. Yeah, he's not going to, like, take the devil's fruit, basically. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, good for Murphy. He's like, I'm hungry, but I don't want your apple. Give me a cheeseburger Man, stat. who knew that the cosmic Adam and Eve that Kate yeah. was referring to was Murphy and Amori? <laughs> <laughs> hey. Yeah. <laughs> they kind of were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Jaha is just um being weird, and I don't know how long he's been sitting there, Um, but Allie's like, oh, he's in the city of light, and Murphy's like, cool. Neato. Um, he knows that she's not real, and he throws the apple through her head, which I think is a parallel of him throwing whatever it was at the TV. Mm-hmm. Um, either way, he was, like, throwing something at Allie. Yep. And he's like, hey, why did you keep me locked up? And, uh, and miserable. And hungry, basically. Mm-hmm. And Jaha's like, well, did you know that you can- are not hungry in the City of Light? And Murphy's like, my question was not answered. I was like, that's not what I asked, buckaroo. But okay. So he's like, um, hello, did you know that she end the- ended the world? And he's <laughs> like, no, she saved the world. No, she didn't. No. Well, he's like, no, she didn't end the world. I'm like, yes, she did. Yeah, she did. She definitely ended it. No, she saved it. Okay, you can say, I, I would be okay with him being like, she saved the world. Whatever. Think what you want to think. But you can't say that she didn't end the world because she did. She right. literally like, committed genocide. Yeah. And it's also literally because of a chain reaction of events that she caused that the earth literally goes kablooey <laughs> in season five and yeah. we never see it again. Yeah. She did it twice. She did not get the job done. Not very efficient. So Murphy's like, yeah, I'm gonna go. And Jaha's like gonna follow him. But then Ali says that he'll come around. And I don't think he really does. Like he comes around to like coming with them on the boat for sure. reasons we'll talk about very, very soon. But Girl reasons. But he never comes around on like joining the City of Light or anything. No. You know, like he he has this chip, you know, Jaha gave him one, put it in his pocket. And I don't remember what exactly happens with that chip, but I'm going to be like, remembering that specific chip. I think that um when he and when he and Amori get like hijacked on the side of the road at oh, some right. point, the um that's when he gets kidnapped. Right. Because oh, right. uh the guard the royal guard or whatever is like, mm-hmm. why do you have this symbol of the commander? Right. You're totally right. Yeah. Um well I'm glad that came up because I was gonna track that one chip and figure out where where it was gonna be, but 
Um, I got you. But Murphy never goes into the City of Light. Mar- um, Murphy doesn't ever even, like, think, think about, about going doing it. In. Yeah. Like, he's just so committed to, like, just being who he is mm-hmm. that he doesn't ever, like, he doesn't even question it. Like, there yeah. are characters who, like, waver back and forth. Like, Raven has, like, this really difficult, like, up and down of whether or not to, like, actually do it. Mm-hmm. And then, and, like, Jasper, like, is really interested in it and, like, but then he's, like, not interested in it because it takes your memories away. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, Murphy just never even thinks about it. He's, like, yeah, this is stupid and yeah. you're stupid and I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Well, I also think that he's so against Jaha at this yeah. point that Jaha's, like, you should do it. And he's, like, well, that was a really surefire way to get me to never do exactly. it. Thank you. He's, like, I do not trust you. I cannot stand you. I won't be doing that. Yeah. <laughs> um. So now it's night. I don't... Has he just been sitting around all day? Maybe. <laughs> He's used to it, I guess. But Jaha and Gideon, who I think dies next episode, so, like, sorry about that guy. <laughs> um, they're leaving and they're getting ready. Um, literally, if I was John, I'd be like, I thought it was Allie and you. Where did this other creepy man come from? They do this shot of Gideon where he full on looks like a zombie coming out of the mist. Yeah. And I was just like, uh, let's get on the boat with this zombie. Yeah, exactly. Like, if I was Murphy, I'd be like, wow, more reasons to not come. Right. Doesn't he try to strangle Murphy at some point? Yeah, Yeah. next episode. And then I think Immori. No, I think he strangles Immori and then Murphy kills him. Right, right, right. No, I think he's strangling Immori and doesn't she slice him? his throat oh maybe you're right i prefer it that I way anyway i think um, she kills him which is yeah yeah so john's like no i'm not coming with you and i was like well what's he gonna do is he does he doesn't have a boat um and he's like then he says he's gonna leave on a rowboat so i guess jaha is gonna take the boat that imori brings and then john is planning on taking the rowboat uh yeah. that they brought in and i'm like bro <laughs> The giant snake, bro? Oh, yeah, the snake. The giant snake, bro. I like that the snake is never, ever again a problem because Maury's boat makes a noise or something. something. (laughs) So Jaha says that he kept him in the bunker to keep him safe. And they talk about how they converted a nuclear warhead into a power source. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm like, okay, when are you going to leave in the rowboat, though? Like, uh, this afternoon would have been better. Like, when... (laughs) So I guess he's maybe he's waiting until the morning so that he has light for like the entire day or something. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure about that. Would have been much uh, much smarter. Yeah. Um. But Murphy already knows Ali's deal, and Jaha says that he doesn't, and he calls him son. And I think he did that last season, right? And Murphy ne- didn't like it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Murphy's like, no, I'm not going to take the chip um, because then he's going to lose pain, pain, hate, and envy. And he says that that's like his entire personality. So like, what do you get if you take those away? Then like, who is he? And like, he doesn't really want, he's not interested in finding out. Which is like a really great sentiment, but I've never really cared for the- The sentence is so weird. For the sentence, those are the ABCs of me. I'm like, I'm sorry you had to say that, Richard. Like the phrasing is bad. It doesn't- (laughs) It's weird. It doesn't sound cool. They try and make Murphy sound like a badass. And then sometimes they just completely miss the mark and he sounds silly. Yep. Um, That happened like a couple times in season seven. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah. So like the sentiment of my entire personality is all of these negative things and I can't take them away or else I don't know who I am. That's that's very, very interesting. Oh, yeah. But those are the ABCs of me. (laughs) Okay, partner. Partner. So he gives him the chip to keep and Imori shows up and he basically just makes like a really quick decision to be like, okay, here I go. (laughs) And Jaha's like, oh, hey, I noticed that you're joining us. And Murphy's like, okay, I have feelings. I want to hang out with this pretty girl. Uh, Don't look at me. Whatever. Like, uh, I have hormones, sir. Sorry. (laughs) Um, 
Allie says that she knew that he would come around. So I guess I, I think it's interesting that maybe Murphy was like, no, I don't want to come. And then Allie was like, okay. And then got Imori. I think it, I'm just like, so Imori already works for her basically, right? When yeah. Getting it, her tech. It's but she's not in the city of light. Right. Not yet. Cause Otan joins it. So many things about this are never explained. Yeah. How does she make the chips? No, they have like a little, they have like a backpack to make the chips and then oh, Murphy right. almost like throws it in the lake or something no, like that. No, the backpack is the um, power source, her, oh. her her portable power source. They talk about it at some point when like, they're back. Like I know that there's a chip maker in Arcadia. Yeah, that's what I was saying is that they definitely talk about that in Arcadia, but I don't know how but they I, make it now. I thought that like someone was, someone built that to mm-hmm. like keep making them. Mm-hmm. How did Allie make the first one? Like, and how did. I'm with you. I feel like the chips, like the chip maker had something to do with like the tools for the bracelets. For some reason, I like those go together in my head. But I know once again, I don't know how Allie made the first one. Well, I think that the tools for the bracelet that overlaps because um, of Abby and Raven, because Raven starts building the, I think Raven helps with the chip maker mm-hmm. and then Abby confiscates or Abby confiscates Jaha's chip maker or something. And then... Abby helps Raven build the thing that should help her get out. Okay. Because of the bracelets. Okay. Stay with me here. Becca took a chip to give herself, like the the chip is the flame, right? Did Becca make- They're similar, but they're not the same. Right. So when she came down in Anaconda, Mm -hmm. did she have chips or how did she- Wait, she injected people with night blood. Yes. But she never really intended for there to be a city of light, right? No, there were the city of light was not intentional. Um, like at that point, the chips weren't a thing. It mm-hmm. was just the second model of the flame, which was Allie was the first model of the mm-hmm. flame, and the second model of the flame was designed to like pair Allie's software with your own brain. And the thing that Becca needed to do to herself in order for her brainstem to accept the flame, was, give was to give herself blood. night blood. Okay. And so she was going to give everyone else night blood because that would make them radiation resistant and they could go up top side faster and blah, blah, blah. Okay. So once again, we don't know. No. Great. <laughs> well, I guess Imori will explain herself a little bit more next episode, I think. Probably. Um, about that. But yeah, that's Murphy's storyline. Uh, and then we move on to uh, everything else. <laughs> um, All right. All right. Um, But before we move on, we're going to talk to you about... Patreon, because I mentioned Patreon um, a little bit earlier, but it's basically a service in which you can donate to some of your favorite creators. Um, if we are some of your favorite creators, we'd really appreciate that. That would be so nice. Um, the beginning of the year is when all of our money comes out for our SoundCloud for for the year. Um, so we can really use your help at the beginning of, of the year. Those would, So like now? <laughs> yeah, that would, that would be great. So if you want to make like one-time donations now, mm-hmm. or if you want to become a Patreon, we also have... A uh, year-long membership, yeah. so you can pay for like a whole year at once. And those are ten percent off too. So if you want a five-dollar um, membership throughout the entire year, instead of paying sixty dollars throughout twelve months, you would pay fifty-four dollars because it's ten mm-hmm. percent off. So consider that. Uh, if you help us out at any donation level, you get early access to all of the podcasts. This podcast, now that we have all of the episodes that we're doing, it comes out a whole week in advance on Patreon. So um, if you want, like I said, the two weeks. Um, time to listen to it and um, send in your thoughts that might be worth it to you or if you just want it early feel free to check that out five percent or more gets you ten percent off at shopbelux.com so um britney sells awesome super cool resin art uh at shop and stickers at shopbelux.com 
Um, and I sell phantom embroidery um, through High Birdie Embroidery, which is my thing. And I now have so many of the 100 designs. <laughs> I had 11. And then last month, best customer ever, Kelsey, ordered like four or five more custom ones. Um, so I think that I now have, wait, yeah. And then, so I think I have 17. <laughs> I think I have 17, the hundred designs. Um, and you can get those in like duos if you want. Basically I have Bellamy, Clark, Abby, Kane, Raven, Murphy, Octavia, Jackson, Miller, Harper, Monty, Jasper, Lexa, not you. <laughs> Not Alexa, you! Alexa, stop. Did I say Harper already? Yes. Imori? Yeah. Uh, Indra? Uh, yeah. I don't know if you said these. Just go Dioza. On. Oh, Dioza. Go check it out. I don't I don't have this type of time. Listen, if Robin hasn't made the character that you want from this show for some reason, she can she can do it. Yeah. She takes custom orders. Mm -hmm. I do. And I also do quotes now, too. So if you have, like, a lyric or a quote from a TV show or something that you want embroidered, I can do that, too. Basically, I'll do whatever you want. Like, if you want life is about more than just surviving, she will stitch it. I will do it. But, yeah, basically, that's uh, that's that. And now we're doing the Arcadia storyline. And good luck, Sam. Oh, thank you. Mm -hmm. I'm going to need it. Okay. All right. Welcome to the newly coined Arcadia, three months or 86 days to be exact, after the incident Mount Weather. We open on Lincoln and Bellamy fighting? Why? Why? Fighting! <laughs> Just kidding, they're boxing and teaching babies how to hit each other. <laughs> uh, we get some really nice shirtless content here, and uh, Harper also gives off, like, mad bye vibes. Uh, Bellamy welcomes Lincoln to the force, and <laughs> Lincoln says he's still tree crew, but Bellamy tells him this is their home now. Uh, Bellamy has a mission later, and it's near Asgeta or whatever, and they talk about it being dangerous, so, like, don't mess it up. He's definitely not going to mess it up. No, for sure. He's going to, it's going to be fine. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Abby is having a power nap while her work husband doodles a map. Bellamy comes in and Kane tells him not to wake their very sleepy chancellor. And then Bellamy says something unimportant about his mission. And Kane says, yeah, sure, whatever. Just don't mess it up. There's been like three whole months of peace. Please don't mess it up. He's not going to mess it up. It's going to be fine. <sighs> okay, bye. Love you, son. Anyway... <laughs> Abby wakes up anyway, and she tells Kane that she was dreaming about the Ark, and uh, she stares at his doodle map and muses about where Clark might be, uh, because she still hasn't come home. He tells her that he'd be happy to go out looking for her, but Abby knows that her daughter won't be found unless she wants to be. They have to let Clark do her thing. Kane stares at Abby's mouth for, like, an unreasonable <laughs> amount of time. It's a lot! <laughs> it's a lengthy amount of time. And then Dad Miller comes in and interrupts them. Uh, and, I miss uh, you, Dad Miller! <laughs> I love you, Dad Miller! <laughs> Abby leaves to go be also the doctor. Uh, Dad Miller tells Kane some secret code that means Indra wants to have a secret meeting. Same. In the hangar bay, Bellamy meets up with Monty, who's part of the squad, and they look at poor drunk Jasper and uh, with the appropriate amount of concern, and Monty tells us that Maya's death uh, broke Jasper, in case you guys didn't watch the <laughs> season two finale. Uh, just so you know, it broke him and he deserves this. Bellamy would know. It's I'm, been three months. I'm Bellamy so, would know. We, I'm so excited to get past <laughs> season three in which we get nice, nice, cute little baby Jasper again. Uh, when, when, okay. Then Bellamy's girlfriend uh, gets home from Target. I mean, Mount Weather. Uh, she, <laughs> she brought fruit and also books and art. Neat. Culture. Raven rolled Agriculture. out. <laughs> Agriculture. 
Uh, Raven rolls out from under the rover and flirts an appropriate amount with Bellamy. Uh, Jasper is invited on the trip, even though he's drunk. Uh, no gun for him, though, which is fine since he doesn't want one anyway. Raven says that she'll drive, and we see that her leg is a little more sore than it was before. Uh, they open the garage, and there's Octavia on her horse, and they're off on their adventure of the day. Which is very dangerous and near Asgeta, and Bellamy's not gonna mess it up, okay? <laughs> Monty makes Jasper put his iPod on the ox cord so they can all rock out on the road trip. It kind of slaps to see them happy for five minutes, but it doesn't last. They get a fancy radar text that tells them that the farm station beacon is within range, but darn, it's just right across that Asgeta border. <laughs> God dang it. <laughs> Even though Kane told Bellamy, like, not to stir the pot, he says, uh, screw it, Miller's boyfriend is in there. Uh, who cares if we start a war? Brian is definitely <laughs> worth it. I'm Brian. <laughs> you guys, I know that we haven't met Brian yet, and I, I, but either way, the guy who played Brian showed up on Riverdale in season three, and I was like, what are you doing here? And now he's also on Chaos. Yeah, and I'm like, also, what are you doing here? <laughs> All right, uh, once they're in the Ice Nation, Bellamy's like, okay, we're uh, we're breaking the rules, but nobody do, like, more broken rules of, like, doing the murder thing. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, Ice Nation warriors roll up on their horses, and uh, we know that they're Ice Station because they have white war paint. Ooh. Ooh panda. <laughs> Isn't that what people used to call Echo? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Octavia translates uh, grounder language, and the grounders ask about Wanheta. No one knows who that is. Monty points out the beacon, and Jasper's like, all right, I'm gonna go get it. <laughs> uh, the grounders, go home, Jasper, you're drunk. Yeah, the grounders are like, yeah, I don't think so, homie. And he nearly kills, uh, so one of the guys jumps down and puts a knife to Jasper's throat, and he nearly kills, uh... Nearly kills Jasper, so uh, the kids all decide to screw it. Who cares about rules? And they just do a lot of murder. They kill everyone here. That definitely won't be seen as an act of war. Everything's fine. Bellamy did exactly what he was supposed to. Uh, anyway, Bellamy and Monty go out to meet Kane while the others head home. Uh, Indra's also there with Kane. And Bellamy's like, hey, listen, there was a good reason that I broke the truce. Um, but Kane's like, shut up. We have news about Clark. Um, she's being hunted. Cute. Meanwhile, back in Arcadia, Octavia brought Jasper, Raven, and Miller home on horses, but Jasper is very, very wounded. Uh, Abby jumps into action and sends him to medical and then realizes that Raven can't get down off her horse. She helps her, but Raven brushes off because she's fine. Thank you very much. Uh, Octavia gives Lincoln about wearing the Sky Crew jacket because she really hates Sky Crew, but uh, they're like the only place they can live now. Meanwhile, with the other party, Kane decides not to tell Abby about Clark until they know more. Indra explains that everyone is hunting her because they think she's the commander of death and that she's more powerful than Lexa. Meanwhile, back at Arcadia, <laughs> Abby is doing doctor things while also doing chancellor things, and she asks Lincoln if they can go back to Target. Uh, he says he wouldn't advise it, and Jackson then snaps at Abby for making him take out IUDs by himself. <laughs> He's like, ew, <laughs> I like boys, I don't, I'm not interested in this. Exactly. Uh, Abby questions uh, Raven about her leg, and they both get too personal, and then Raven tells Abby that she's a bad leader, even though she's the only leader that um, led them to peace for any amount of time. But sure, go off. Uh, later that night, Lincoln goes to talk to Octavia, and uh, she tells him that Sky Crew really sucks and they're just using him. She uh, doesn't want to live here and she hates these people, which is like fair since they gave her a really bad life for the first 16 years of it. Um, and he explains that they have to stay and that like Kane and Abby are different and that they, even though they have to live here, they're still Tree Crew in their hearts and she can't take him seriously while he's in that dumb jacket. <laughs> I think it's pretty cool looking. But yeah, I agree. Okay. Later, uh, we learn that Gina is also a bartender, I guess. And also, Sean Mendez is here for some reason. <laughs> God. 
Uh, Raven trades him parts for a, a singing Song. a little song riddle. Uh, <laughs> Abby comes in and then sits down next to Raven. She tells her that she is spread too thin and that Raven's right. And Raven tells her, yeah, whatever, shut up. I'm not still going to not do the surgery that would, like, make my life better. Abby says she's just here as her friend, so they do shots instead as Shawn Mendes is, like, um, crooning. Crooning in the background <laughs> or whatever. Um, elsewhere, Kane offers Indra a gun as they head into Asgeta, and she says, yeah, no thanks, buddy. Um, it's so funny. And then, like, you, like, uh, flip like, to season seven, and she's like, Burr! Literally, by the, the end of this season, yeah. she's like, yeah. <laughs> And they never bring it up. Yeah. She uses a gun, and at no point does someone go, hey, is this difficult for you? Yeah. <laughs> is it, wait, isn't there a scene where she's like, okay, I will accept Like, it. there's a point where she, like, chooses it, but it's never, like, Really it's like it's it like a switch goes off sure. after that moment. She's like, I totally know how to use this. Yeah. The thing that I no one's had to teach me. <laughs> yeah. The thing that I respect most about Adina is whenever you ask her a question about like, you know, any inconsistency, she's like, I don't know. I just show up to do my dog. Yeah. And then I freaking leave. And it's like, Queen, you did it so well. Back at Arcadia, Jasper decides to make a scene and beat up Sean Mendez <laughs> for you playing the piano that once belonged to his dead girlfriend, I guess. Uh, Abby and Raven break up the fight because they can't just have, like, one nice night doing shots. Like, fine. Team Kane then comes across a fallen tree on their path, and Indra says it's intentional, but Bellamy's like, how do you know? (laughs) And then, uh, comically, a second tree falls behind their car, trapping them there at the end. Wow. (laughs) I don't know if we have to talk about any about that. Like, you got it. (laughs) That was so thorough, babe. Thanks. I just don't want to let Robin down, you know? She worked so hard, so you want to meet her, uh, in the middle? Yeah, and I want to be yeah. funny. So, um, Bellamy and Lincoln are sparring, and Lincoln fully wins. Uh, and you're like, oh my god, why are they fighting? And then it turns out that Bellamy just totally just lost in front of everybody. <laughs> he just put Bellamy on his back easily. Harper and Monroe are here. Hi, Monroe. Oh. Hi. Remember, what? I shipped them so much. I know. I just wanted to say that I'm really proud of Harper for her recovery after mm-hmm. season two. Because um, she was really messed up. And I'm just, it's nice to see her be strong again. Yeah. Melanie says that the council wants to give Lincoln a Sky Crew jacket. That he, like, does a speech about how the uniform meant bad things before. But now it can be good. We make it mean good things <laughs> because we are better than the people who wore it when it was bad or something. Apparently, Octavia put down the Uno Switch card and they've completely changed lives. <laughs> Bellamy says he's going to map Sector 7, which is the Ice Nation border, and Asgeta is probably not going to be super down to see us. Um, Lincoln's not allowed to go because there's a kill order on him, so he can't go. Hmm. Aw. He can't sit with us. That's the whole, that's that whole scene, basically. <laughs> yeah. Kane, he's writing stuff on a thing, and he's like, shh, my girlfriend's sleeping. Um, it's, I, I, I wrote, I like how he calls her the Chancellor. It's because it's her title, but I like that he calls her. I that. know. It's a sign of respect and, um, admiration. Yeah. Remember when Abby had power and agency and stuff? What? That's weird. <laughs> no. I like that um, the only content that we ever have to cover again is when Abby has agency yeah. and power again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, my next question you might be able to answer. Um, why hasn't she slept in two days? It seems like, you know, they're in peace and it's... Well, it's an, it's an indicator that... Like, the, the problem here is that they don't do a very good job of showing it. But they're trying to say... Abby is doing too many jobs and she needs to put some back. Yeah. So they're like trying to like build up all of this stuff as to like why she has to stop being chancellor and give it to somebody else in a few episodes. Mm-hmm. And like they just don't do a very good job of showing it because they are at peace. And like they're they're like they try to weave it in with Kane being like they think this is real peace except whatever they show us is 
everyone at peace. Yeah. So like, what do you so, mean? Like, they it think is, this is real peace. Is it? It's it not. It's like not peace. It's not real peace because there are still people mad at us. But it feels like real peace. But they're at peace because Lexa would not attack them. Right. Well, it's at, that's, with Lexa. That's the problem. Is that Asgeta isn't interested in like going with that, and so it's not real peace just because Asgeta acts is, up, basically. Yeah. But it's also like okay, uh, whatever. Um, <laughs> you know what? That's how I feel. Yeah. yeah. Like they don't. They, they just. They don't do a very good job of making us believe that there is as much unrest as possible because they're just like telling us all these reasons why there's like unrest and and potential for like a turmoil on the horizon. They just. They just say the words and they don't show us the. Yeah, proof. because everything. Yeah. All of the chancellor stuff that you see, Kane's doing. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Well, that's my, exactly, that's my next thing is, if Abby's the chancellor, why does Kane get to give permission for guns? Because he's her head of security. They should have just said that they share the role. Yeah. Like, that, it it would have been that easy where, like, they don't have to delegitimize any of Abby's power by saying, you're bad at balancing things. Because if anyone's good at balancing anything, it's a working mom. Yeah. You know? And it's just, uh, yeah, it's a poorly done way to be, like, Abby's working too hard. She should put some jobs back, which is just dumb. And they could have just had Pike come in and challenge her power mm-hmm. instead of being like, Abby, you suck at everything. Put your job away. Yeah. Like, that's so sexist and stupid. Ugh. Me going back and amending my article about why The 100 Hates Women because I'm remembering more reasons yeah. that The 100 Hates Women. Well, a lot of Abby's plot lines, like, objectively did end up being quite sexist. Yeah, and they, like, give all of her, like, agency to Kane, mm-hmm. which is uh stupid um so Kane reminds them to use non-lethal force so basically like punch him punch him but don't kill him um don't screw up this piece that we have um bellamy woke up abby and she talks about how they were dream how she was dreaming about that they were on the arc in season one um she's like except you were nice mm. so it was an au for sure definitely yeah, an yeah. au like she's nostalgic for a, a timeline she didn't get to live yeah also, I think it's funny that, like, we open the season uh, with Abby and Kane and, like, them, uh, with Abby saying she was dreaming about being on the Ark, and then later this season we get, like, our only flashback right. to the Ark. Yeah. So there's a reveal that they haven't seen Clark since she left at the end of season two. Um, we get Dad Miller, who I love very He's much. He's an icon! Um, and then he tells them about the three clicks on the secure channel, which means that Indra wants to meet up, basically. Mm-hmm. Good for her. So Monty's ready to go, but Jasper's drunk, and basically they need to go and do do stuff. Yeah. Gina... I don't know why they bring Jasper. They don't need him. They don't need him. It's because Monty's like, please bring him. He needs to feel like he's needed. And I'm like, we don't need him. <laughs> and he doesn't want to go. Like, yeah. And he's just, he's making everything worse. The Take him somewhere where we're going to a border of a clan that doesn't hate us. Right, or, like, just take him on a mission to, like, pick berries or something. Yeah, where the stakes are lower, you know? There were just some characters the show didn't know what to do with. Yeah. Yeah. Like, after, which is weird, because Jasper was such a strong character. He really Mm -hmm. was. He was so, he was strong and likable and just, like, a beacon of light. And once Uh we lost Jasper, that's when it kind of feels like it started to, like, go too dark. Yeah. Like, I feel it started with Lexa and Lincoln dying so fast back to back. Yeah. And then once Jasper died, it was like, we should have all just known then to yeah. stop. Yeah. Well, it's because I think Jasper and Monty and, like, everything that they are represented the CW-ness of it to the show. Mm. They were too teenage. They were too mm-hmm. teenage. And I'm like, but you don't understand, like, 
these are teenagers. You yeah. have to have those characters in order to have any kind of, like, realistic levity. Yeah, like, you, you need... have to have all those, like, balanced emotions. Like, you need the dynamic yeah. uh, aspect of, like, having those different people, like, live through this thing. Like, by the, t- by the end of it, you've just stamped all these characters down to being, like, the same versions of each other, and then they kill each other. Yeah, like, they're what's... all murderous and mean. Yeah. And it's like, with Jasper, I think, there could have been a really interesting exploration of what happened to someone who was so happy, lose someone, something like that, and persevere through it. And find mm-hmm. it again. Yeah. And, like, eventually wind up finding happiness again. But, of course, like, I think Jason Rothenberg said that he's not interested in the happiness. And I think he quite literally said, he did say that. I'm not interested in peace. Mm-hmm. So what's more interesting to do to a character in the writer's mind? Torture him. Mm-hmm. And so like, that's how you wind up with crappy Jasper, who they don't know what to do with, because they're like, well, you know, we've already broken him. What do we do next? And that's just so bizarre to me to not be interested in peace when every single person that I know who, like, deeply enjoyed this show at one point, the the most fun, mm-hmm. like, part of writing fan fiction or, like, theorizing about the show is theorizing what happened in those three months. Mm-hmm. Or, like, an AU where the bad things that happen at the end, in part of season three don't happen, and they just keep going in peace and, like, building a society. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the most fun we as a fandom have in, like, talking about the canon content. Mm-hmm. I think it's because it's a more intellectual idea. Like, there's certain... <laughs> Jason Rothenberg, war, me, an intellectual peace. peace. Exactly! <laughs> that's it! That's it! There's no more- so then we get introduced to Gina, and uh, basically we learn that they've been taking all the stuff from Mount Weather, and she tells people to take the produce first because it doesn't, or because it spoils and other stuff doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, Gina is in- inexplicably Bellamy's girlfriend. Um, who, <laughs> who was she before now? Did uh, she just come? Like, she got random girl number seven. Nothing. She got nothing before she was killed. You know what my no. favorite thing about Gina is? At the time, everyone hated Gina because she was Bellamy, Bellamy's girlfriend. But then Bellamy's girlfriend was Echo. And then everyone was like, Gina was real. What happened to Gina? I'm like, <laughs> yeah. what did you weirdo? Yeah. She was she was created to be fridged. Yeah. Duh. Mm-hmm. Like, Gina only existed for the sake of sexism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's, let's create a backstory for Okay, who was Gina? Here's my here's my thing about Gina. She's very um like it was very thoughtful of her to get him the copy of the Iliad. Mm-hmm. Very considerate gift. And she somehow has the hots for this guy who committed an act of treason over her community. Mm-hmm. What so what like I think she like everyone knows that it was Bellamy who shot Jaha, right? Right. So here's what I think. I think that Gina worked in the kitchen. Okay. And was maybe friends with, what's her name? Mm, help me. Raven's, like, supplier or whatever from season uh, one. Nigel. Nigel. So maybe she worked with Nigel because Nigel also worked in, like, the supply of the rations or whatever mm-hmm. on uh, on the ship. So maybe she's part of, like, this underground community that kind of doesn't like Jaha and, like, mm. doesn't like that particular leader ship system. Yeah. And when Bellamy gets turned into a janitor after he like gets in trouble for Octavia. Oh, maybe they knew each maybe, other before. Maybe they knew each other beforehand. Like cause she seems like she's his age too. Yeah. Like not one of the teenagers yeah. that came down because of jail. Yeah. <laughs> so Okay. Yeah, I like the idea that they like that they knew each other already. Like not even necessarily like knew each other, but, but like, like they had she, seen each other. Yeah, or, or like whatever. had an Earth Skills class together yeah. or something. Right. Okay, yeah. 
Great. So, oh, my next note is just that we didn't deserve Gina. We didn't deserve to have her. And she didn't deserve... She was too nice. Mm -hmm. She didn't deserve what she got. And I wish that we had had her for longer, I guess. She was uh, one of a series of characters that um, was just too good for this world. Literally. So Raven's under the rover and Miller is also here. And (laughs) Miller is present. (laughs) We we explain that you're allowed to shoot them, just not to kill them. So just shoot them in the, I don't know, leg or something. Uh, uh, Octavia will join them when they go outside because she doesn't like being inside. Jasper gets water splashed on him by Monty. And then Jasper starts like kind of roughing Monty up. And you can kind of tell that Monty like actually looks a little scared. And then afterwards he like touches his shoulder. And I'm like, I'm like, did he actually get hurt? Like he looked into the eyes of his like best friend and like didn't recognize him. And that's why Monty is like, can we bring Jasper? He's like trying to help Jasper Mm -hmm. so bad. But at what point do you have to give up for your own safety and your own sanity? You know what I mean? Like Jasper needed help that none of them could give him uh, because none of them were equipped with it, except for maybe Abby. Mm-hmm. And uh, no one was going to give her another job because apparently she's bad at everything, you guys. <laughs> Which is why, like, Jasper takes the chip and then he enjoys his time in the City of Light. And then when he gets taken out, everyone's like, uh, isn't this great thing? It's such a good thing that you came out of the City of Light. And then he's, like, <laughs> upset, right? So it's like nobody can help him. Robin, if only they had revealed that Jackson is skilled therapist yeah. before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jackson is every type of doctor, didn't you know? Ja- Jackson, Jackson, put some back. You're not good at all of them. You're overstressed. Jackson, stop taking out those IUDs and be a therapist. Also, I, I, I only want to talk to one of you. It's like, it's that same thing where it's like, if a girl has a lot of powers, then she's a Mary Sue, but if a dude does, he's a superhero. Right. Yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying, like, the fact that they reveal later that that Jackson is a therapist, why didn't he do anything? Because yeah. you can literally look at Jasper and see that he's suffering. <sighs> Sam, you're a bad learned, doctor. He <laughs> learned that in the murder bunker. Yeah, in between he helping, studied psychology in the murder yeah, bunker. Yeah. In between being complicit in Octavia killing people, <laughs> he learned therapy. No. He learned all of DSM five and then just threw it right out the window. No, he didn't. I think, he doesn't know anything. But I think that there's something to be said about the realism of, like, being depressed and, like, nobody can help you. 100%. And no matter what they do, you mm-hmm. cannot be helped. Yeah. Um. So, like, you know, I can't be mad about that. But I, I, it's nice that Monty is trying every possible thing that he can think of. But it, it mm-hmm. also does make sense to me that there are some things that you... That you can't that you do just as can't a friend. Yeah. yeah. I just, I definitely wish they'd explored the, we can't help Jasper. Yeah. More Instead than of just like right and being like, he's beyond help. And I'm like, yeah. no, 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 you don't understand. This has to be an emotional journey for this character. This show was not equipped to do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Jasper does like the thing where he salutes him and hits Bellamy in the face. And <laughs> it was so funny. Honestly, you know, it's a funny moment at first, but like when you really think about it, it was the m- one of the best things he could do to make Bellamy feel completely undermined. Yeah. Because he's not even like punching him. He's not even like hitting him really hard so he can be like, okay, you're off the thing or whatever. He's literally yeah. just like flicking him in the face, right? Yeah. And like, I don't, I don't know. It's like, I feel like this happened on Sherlock or something, but like <laughs> the, oh, do you remember this, Brittany? I think it happened in season three of Sherlock when the bad guy was just like flicking Watson in the face. Oh, yay. So he's yeah. like, it's not even that he's like hurting him really. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just, just like, like bugging you. Treating it's him, annoying. like treating him Being like a child. He's a, 
item, like an yeah. object, you know yeah. what I mean? Anyway, I guess, like, that moment is so interesting to me because it's not like he's, like, actually hurting him. He's mm-hmm. literally just, like, being annoying, and Bellamy just kind of has to, like, take it, and then he, like, looks at Raven, and Raven's like, I'm embarrassed that I saw that happen to you. <laughs> like, it's just so embarrassing for Bellamy. And yeah. It's, wow. And it's just like, at what point do you take, at that point, do you take Jasper? Into, I wouldn't. Into dangerous territory? I would While he's still drunk? In no way would I bring Jasper. And here's the thing. Monty, I appreciate you wanting to bring Jasper for these things. Mm-hmm. But the stakes are too high to bring Jasper to these things. I'm like, sorry. And also, I feel like after getting roughed up, like, he probably wouldn't want to. Yeah. Like. And he got shotgun? Come on. I, there's just, the the only reason Jasper goes is to be a plot device. Yeah. And, like, that happens too often. Mm-hmm. So Raven says that Gina is too good for Bellamy. Yes. Correct. Um, And then Jasper says, careful, Monty might melt her, which is a great line, but, like, as if he doesn't already feel bad enough. Like, mm-hmm. as, as bad as it was for Jasper, I truly think that that decision, even though it, it obviously hurts Monty and it hurts Clark constantly... Bellamy doesn't bring it up as much, but you know the the like pulling of the lever, the killing oh, yeah. of all the people in Mount in Mount Weather, it like really sticks with them. But I I think it was the like what do you do other than that? He literally didn't have a choice. Like the re- like you would have died. Yeah. Like Jasper would have gotten in there and tried to kill Cage and then immediately been murdered. Yeah. So like, like Jasper just isn't seeing it from Monty's side. And he doesn't want to and. I do okay. think it's good, though, that at least a few characters remember that Clark didn't do it by herself. Yeah, right, right, right. Because, like, it it would affect Monty, and, mm-hmm. like, it does, and I'm glad that we get to see that, but, like, a lot of the mentality often, like, like Clark that. thinks that she did it by herself. Clark, yeah. Clark, 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 Clark. And so, like, it's good to see, like, that while I feel bad for Monty, uh, it makes sense that Jasper also, like, blames him. Yeah, and it makes sense that Jasper would, um, like, zone in on Monty specifically. Like, mm-hmm. because he's his friend. Because he's his best friend, and yep. he expected Monty to, like, understand Monty, like, knew Maya, and basically, like, yeah, he just feels betrayed by the fact that Monty was the one who did this. Yep. And I was thinking, like, maybe the reason why he, like, undermined Bellamy and hit him in the face is not just because he's defying authority, which mm-hmm. Bellamy is, but also because Bellamy is part of this. Yeah. So they get going and I just love the stuff with them in the rover because these relationships like between these core characters is what always drove the show. And yep. so it was so sad when we started to lose that. Yeah. Um, it reminded me of something that Selena had said in our series wrap up podcast about how like Bellamy was always about community mm-hmm. and with everybody. And Clark was always so solitary, like off yonder always. Right. Yeah. And so the fact that Bellamy wasn't there at the end was so painful and the fact that Clark was was so was so strange yeah because this is just another incredible example of Bellamy being part of this community and Clark not being part of it. like it would have been it would have honestly made more sense for Bellamy to like be on the beach and Mm -hmm. then Clark transcend by herself yeah it would have to be with space Lexa or whatever yeah like that would have been sad and I also probably wouldn't have liked that either (laughs) right but um I don't know I just I wanted Bellamy on that beach so bad yeah (laughs) So, yeah, Octavia will hang out outside, but not inside the ship, I guess. Um, we get Helios, who unfortunately died in Prime Fire. Rest in peace. Yeah, and um, basically, yeah, they've got farms, and it's a nice setup. Um, Jasper's listening to the Violent Femmes, and this is Maya's iPod, right? Yes. Yes, and so I guess she just liked the song. Um, and Raven had, or, or the, the little Raven necklace that Finn made for Raven is hanging from the rearview mirror. Um, it's interesting that she doesn't wear it anymore, even after, like, Finn just died last season. I think it's, is it always hanging from the thing, or does she put it back on later? I don't remember. 
I guess we'll uh, we'll track that. Yeah. Okay. So Jasper plugs it into the aux cord. Because <laughs> it might be like something that she put there specifically because she knew she was going to be driving. Mm-hmm. And right. it, it's like a little like guardian angel kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then they sing their song. And I remember the moment where Jasper like looks at Raven suggestively and <laughs> like being like, um, hello, what's happening here? And then that never happened. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing ever came of it. Um, and then Miller like sings a romantic line to Monty. And I'm like, I know that this is such fan service because like they knew that Minty was really, really popular at mm-hmm. the time. But and, like, I'm not mad about it, <laughs> you know? Um, and I like how they were like, okay, let's also bring up the fact that Miller has a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, Monty's not part of this at all, but here you go. <laughs> you want a gay Miller? Here you go. You're not getting multiple named gay characters. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> so Jasper goes up over or through the uh, air the sunroof mm. and feels infinite obviously um, <laughs> they find the farm station tracking beacon they're in sector eight but that's ice nation that's womp a- womp i thought sector se- sector seven was i think they're mapping sector seven which is on the border of ice nation oh. and sector eight is ice nation i think that's what happened does that mean they're up along the canadian border like, i don't know where the sectors that's a long are. way from yeah. dc well that like what i remember i think back in season two i was trying to map show mm-hmm. and we kind of figured out where all of the different crews were and becca's island was pretty close to like the border of us so i always figured ice nation was code for canada yeah they talk about it being up north at some point and bellamy says that it's a long drive exactly. however it only takes one song and <laughs> yeah. um also it's still like the same day and they still have quite a lot of daylight when they go and like meet Kane and Indra and everything too so yeah I'm not sure maybe I think that Ice Nation just takes up a lot of space yeah I think they have like huge territory like there's like Ice Nation is like well it's basically like if you compared all of Canada to like the east coast of America Mm -hmm. I think they're also like playing with the fact that maybe um the face of the earth has changed Sure. Uh, oh, especially after, Pangea. like, nuclear winter. So maybe, like, the effects of Canada have, like... Have moved down. Moved mm-hmm. down a bit. So, like, Canada is... Covers New York. Or sure. whatever. Mm-hmm. I, we can absorb New York. Yeah, I'm like, okay. Oh, you guys cool with that? Pennsylvania. No. I'll take it. So they're like, okay, well, we should go home and see what Abby wants us to do. But Monty is... They're like, Monty's from Farm Station and so is Miller's boyfriend. And it's like, oh my god, Miller and the boyfriend. Oh, that's a huge moment. And I'm like... Isn't Jasper from Farm Station too? He's like also here. <laughs> if, Jasper's if, literally there. If Jasper wasn't here, oh, I'd be like, God. okay. But Jasper's sitting right there, and they're Is like, Jasper's from Farm Station because he's yeah, with Monty. Miller. Or yeah, Monty and Jasper are both from Farm Station. Remember, they got in trouble because yep. they were growing weed. <laughs> Never respected two men more. <laughs> way earlier. Can you imagine smoking stuff in an oxygen-deprived environment? <laughs> well, they, I, I imagine they mash it up with their, uh, with oh, their, like, dehydrated So they're like, okay, well, should we go against the Chancellor? And Monty and Miller are like, yes. And I'm like, ask <laughs> Jasper. He's also from Farm Station. Like, we get Monty's family, and Jasper's like, my family's from Farm Station, too. But I guess <laughs> they freaking died in the crash or something. I ain't never heard of canon character continuity in this show. I say that five times fast. 
So yeah, just because it's as good as territory doesn't mean it's all ice. Bellamy tries to keep Raven in the rover and she doesn't want to, you know, Bellamy manipulating Raven. Always <laughs> manipulating her, not like he cares were, about her or anything. They were never <laughs> friends, guys, even when they were banging. Yeah. <laughs> Monty trusts that the people is, or that the beacon is their people. And Bellamy knows that it's likely that the beacon was taken from them, which is true. Um, They talk about how Ice Nation uses white war paint and they just tell them that they're looking for their people and they take it to mean Wanheta because Wanheta is one of their people, but they don't know who that is yet. Yep. Um, They have the beacon. I don't know why the beacon sound like a busy signal, but it does. Um, Jasper is super reckless about it. He goes and he takes the beacon and he gets attacked. Bellamy has learned a little bit of trig. He learns more of it on the ring. Or on the, uh, yeah, uh, in, when he's with Space Crew. Aww. And uh, yeah, they say that we, they want Monheta, but they don't know who that is. And here's my thing, you guys. If they're asking you, you likely do know who it is. They're asking you specifically where Monheta is. So let's take a couple context clues <laughs> and think about who maybe it could be if they want to think that I would know. If mm. you say, I'm looking for my people, and they're like, really, mm-hmm. so where is Monheta? And then you're like, you should know who they talk wow, about. Wow, who is the one person that we know that we haven't seen in three months? Murphy! Yeah, exactly. One Hedda. The commander of death. They're like, it's Murphy for sure. That's another thing that I was talking, that I was ta- telling you about Sam today. I was like, where do they <laughs> think Murphy is? Right. Like, everyone's like, where's Clark? And Murphy's gone for a month, for three months, and they're like, haven't seen that guy in a while. Yeah, he's uh, probably, probably eating a bug somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> So Jasper is just having a great time, um, and the dude starts like actually cutting Jasper's throat. So and they Jasper's shoot him. like, "Do it, do it, do it, do it." So they're killing he's them. Suicidal. They're killing them, and they're not supposed to do that. Um, and they're like, "Okay, well, gotta go to meet Kane at Sector Four. Okay, and, bye." Um, then they also steal one of the Ice Nation horses. So that's great. Thanks. Really helpful. Murder and thievery. The rest of the horses just like stand there next to the dead bodies for a while. I guess. <laughs> so there are multiple like do. They, no, they have to, they take at least two horses, don't they? Maybe. Because there's Raven and Jasper on one. Well, they have or, Helios. Yeah, but Miller has to get back somehow. They didn't put three people on one horse. Well, unless, is. is he on the back of Octavia's horse? Uh, I. They didn't double up both horses, did they? Well, Raven can't ride her herself, right? So she needed to be with somebody. Who is she with? I don't know. Because it was Jasper and Raven, and Jasper can't ride by himself, and... Raven can't ride by herself, so that means that Octavia must have gone with Raven. No, uh, yeah, because Ra- cause Raven's on the Ice Nation horse. Yeah, so she must have gone with Miller, I think, and then Octavia and Jasper, because Jasper and Raven can't drive, can't ride themselves I need all to, by themselves. I need to look. Okay. Because I'm like, I'm, I know it's not important how many horses right. they steal. Because <laughs> I remember Octavia being like, hey, do you need me to take that? And she's like, no. So that makes me think that she was not on the horse with. Yeah, like she's not on the horse with. Uh, with Octavia. And yeah. Raven. Raven and Octavia were not together on the horse. Yeah. But I'm like, so who had Jasper and where was Miller? So Yeah, o- so I think Octavia, you're right. I think that uh, Octavia, Octavia had Jasper yeah. and uh, Miller and Raven were on the same horse. Yeah. All right. Uh, did not think that because he's. He's right there. Oh, yeah. He's already down off the horse. Okay, yeah. Um, For some reason, I was like, Miller had to have come in on a separate horse because (laughs) Raven's by herself. And then you're like, she has one leg that works. Yeah, Bellamy's like, you can't, he says to her, you can't ride by yourself. So you have to be on the back of one. Manipulating her. Oh, yeah. There he goes. Manipulating her again. He's telling her what she can't do. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Hey, Brittany, tell me what I know, Travis. 
Monty and Bellamy go to this like sort of like sewage opening tunnel thing. Um, Monty tries to tell Bellamy that he was right, but Bellamy doesn't care to hear it. He's like, yeah, it's okay. It's nice to hear that I'm right, but this is about a really sad thing. So I don't, you don't need to. I don't want to yeah. be right. Thanks. They're really worried about Jasper. Um, Kane's with Indra. Monty is just meeting her for the first time. Um, Bellamy apologizes, but they're like, no, this conversation is about Clark. And I'm like, well, there's a really important thing happening, but okay. <laughs> sure. Um, turns out everyone's hunting her. Yike. So Abby and Jackson come to help Jasper. Raven tells Abby that they haven't seen Clark. Um, Octavia says that she doesn't like Lincoln's jacket. Um, She's like, you look dumb. <laughs> honestly, every time I see Lincoln, I'm surprised. Uh, I, <laughs> right? I remember. It's weird. I don't remember a lot about our season three podcasts that we made with the giantess. But I do remember when Lincoln died being like, going forward, I'm going to be, it's so weird to me that Lincoln is going to be just like a blip in the in yeah. what in what yeah. happened on this show. Yeah, I remember you know? that. Yeah. I, like, I specifically remember saying that it was going to feel like, like, we had Wells for, like, four episodes. And Wells doesn't feel like he even exists. Finn, like, even at the time when Lincoln died, Finn didn't, like, was hardly in my gone. mind ever yeah. again. He was gone, really? right? Yeah. And so, like, Lincoln, when Lincoln died, I was like, Lincoln felt like such an important part of this show. It's going to be so weird going forward thinking that Lincoln's only going to be half, like, ha- through half of this show. Mm-hmm. And now, having come back from after it, I see him and I'm like, girl, who are you? <laughs> and like, so, that's like kind of crappy because like after Lincoln died. Oh, it's very crappy. They never really addressed it mm-hmm. again. Like, yeah. they had like one moment where Octavia went on the rampage murdering people over yeah. Lincoln. And then after her, she was magically cured of that, they never brought up Lincoln again. Yeah. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. even when Octavia was like getting with Levitt, I expected maybe they would bring up Lincoln or something yeah. just because... Just because, and for good reason, they kept Lexa so alive throughout mm-hmm. the whole series, and that was because they got in trouble. Um, <laughs> but they kind—they got in trouble Bullying for Lincoln. Works. But Bullying the, works. <laughs> but they got in trouble for Lincoln, the way that Lincoln died, too. So it's well, like, yeah. you see, they respect uh, white lesbians more than they respect people of color. Mm. Which, like, I you should respect lesbians, yeah. but you should also respect people of color. <laughs> and there's overlap. I don't know if you know. But there are people of color who are also lesbians. They're like, okay, 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 okay. You have a black man point blank shoot another black man execution style, and you're allowed to get away with that with no commentary? What? Wait, what were you thinking? Like, I I remember even at the time when we were recording it being like, this is bad. How is this happening? Mm -hmm. Um, Like, it's so weird to me, though, that you said, like, that Lincoln feels like a a blip on the radar. It's so funny to me how when I go back and watch, I'm like, God, Finn is here forever. I can't stand this. When, like, just get rid of him already. And I'm like, so excited to get to Finn because I'm just going to complain about him the whole time. And then, and then with Lincoln, I'm like, please never go. I don't want to get to the end of this. And it's only, like, ten more episodes. Mm-hmm. He was so like, great. Like, a handful. He was a great character. Fifteen, maybe. The way they introduced him was not good. Y'all, we lose Sinclair this season. Ugh. And they even Sinclair got more rep than Lincoln did. Sinclair was brought more, brought back more than Lincoln. I'm not yeah. complaining because I loved Sinclair. <laughs> like, I understand why we never brought Lincoln back, and it's because mm-hmm. Ricky did not want to come back. Oh, but, but yeah. you can justify it. But, but like, you can make him. Like, exactly. Like, Alicia didn't come back until the finale, mm-hmm. and it was still, like, Lexa was there. Took some yeah. work. Like, you you have to put in an effort to, like, make sure a character is remembered, and they didn't do it for anybody other than Lexa. Yeah. Which, like, I'm happy that they did it for Lexa, but you really dropped the ball in a show where, like, 
people build important connections and then lose people and then you're just like, well, time to go fight people for a piece of dirt. Yeah, it's kind of weird because, like, you see, like, at the beginning of this episode, there's, like, two characters in it that die, mm-hmm. and then they're never mentioned again after that, and you're like, who the f*** are Kane and Abby, you know? Like, after Kane dies, they never bring him up again. Ever. Mm-mm. He, they literally just had a little, like, picture of him, and that's it. Yeah. Like, Kane it, died, and they quite literally never brought him up again. They brought Abby up once, and then it was it. And I was yeah. like... They brought up Abby a lot. But only in, like, well, the first two episodes, and that's then, it. Then again, that's what I mean. Like, yeah. they brought Abby up once, like, when they were burying her ring. And then it was like, well, that trauma's over. Well, yeah. then they did, like, then they uh, had a couple scenes between, like, Clark and Gaia near the end and well, stuff. Right. But, 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 like, that's it. Like, they only brought, they only ever bring up someone who is dead for, like, pain a reason. specific pain trigger yeah. reason. Uh, like, at any point, like, that's the only time they ever bring up Lincoln ever again is to, like, talk about why Octavia is the way she is or blah, whatever. Like, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's never done in a way that would, like, actually reflect how how a human person grieves, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, yeah no one grieves like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, when Clark found Jasper's goggles, that was awesome. That was. Yeah. That was a really good scene, and mm-hmm. I wish they kept something like that up. So Octavia's going to take the horse that Raven's on, but she's like, no, it's okay. And then Abby sees right through her because she knows that she fully can't get down. Mm -hmm. Um, So she helps her and takes her in. And I like that the horse has pink hair, which is kind of similar to Clark. You know, they're putting like berries in their hair or whatever. Remember when we thought it was blood? Everyone was like, it's blood. Oh, no. Um, and then I think, I don't know, Jason or somebody berries, was like, right? it's berries. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Monty, Bellamy, Kane, and Indra are driving. Um, they're starting to get out of range of the radios, I think. Um, Kane says that he doesn't want to worry Abby. And Indra talks about how Clark is a symbol and that it's a bounty, not a kill order. Because now, like, now they know that she's the one Hedda they've been hearing about. Like, mm-hmm. she's like, they call her one Hedda. And then Bellamy and Monty are like, whoops, we probably should have put that one together. <laughs> I, I think it's a good move on Kane's part to, like, not mention Clark to yeah. Abby until, like, yeah. he has her has in Clark. the truck. Yeah. Because, like, that's just going to get her hopes up. And what is Abby going to do about it from camp when she's needed as a symbol of leadership? Yeah. So, Indra talks about how they believe that when you kill somebody, you get that person's power. And they're like, well, Clark's just, like, some random girl. And she talks about how Lexa was just some random girl at some point, too. But Clark's Mount Weather stunt made Lexa look weaker than her. Mm-hmm. And that Queen Naya wants Clark's power so that she can take over. And Indra is super smart and knows to check the trading posts, basically. Yeah. And, like, it makes sense that uh, that people think that because Lexa left. She made a deal with, like, the bad guy, and Clark did what she couldn't do. Mm-hmm. So, like, it makes sense that that's a threat to her power. Yeah. But it, Clark doesn't want her power. Yeah. She's like, I just want to <laughs> be like, alive. Pass. I'm good. So I just she... didn't want my mom to die. Sorry. Yeah. What power did Clark get when she killed Finn? I don't know if he had nothing. He didn't have anything to offer. Um, so Abby asks Lincoln about going back for more stuff from Mount Weather. And Lincoln makes a really good point and basically says that it's probably looking like they're just taking over the mountain. And the grounders probably will not like that. Great point. Yep. Yeah. Uh, which is why she asked for his opinion. Yeah. And I think that they straight up don't listen to it, right? And that's why the mountain gets blown up. Well, so. Farm Station shows up a few days later 
and they actually need the space. Oh, right, right. Because there are too many people mm-hmm. then they that they don't have quarters for mm-hmm. at Arcadia. So they are like, okay, take far, take the mountain mm-hmm. because like there are beds in there and mm-hmm. there's supplies. But it, but exactly what Lincoln said is what came true on the grounder side of the things is that they saw them colonizing the mountain and which is like so like what was the it's it's not clear though like what part of the truce it is like they clearly have a truce with Asgeta but we don't know what are the terms of said truce yeah I don't think so because like clearly they're allowed to take supplies from Mount Weather but they're not allowed to occupy Mount Weather Mm -hmm. so if they're just doing what Abby said which is taking supplies then why are you know what I mean yeah yeah. then why is it a problem Mm -hmm. but also, like, why does Asgeta have claim to the mountain if they're not the ones who liberated the mountain? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think if the, the, the hole in there that they should have done was that in order to not create this artificial conflict, they could have just shared the supplies from the mountain with the grounders. Yeah. Hello? Divvied yeah. them up. Like, but they needed a conflict, so they just made this one up. Mm-hmm. I was like, it's too many conflicts. You have several things already going on in this season. I only want to talk to it. one of you. I only want to talk to one of you. So Jasper tries to leave the hospital, and I I don't know why he wants to leave so bad, but it's clear that it's really important for him to leave. So it feels like there might be some trauma attached to hospitals or something, but I don't know. Like, that, like if I were to guess, that's what I would guess, but I don't know if we ever got anything like that. But Abby says that as long as he promises to come back tomorrow, he can go, and I'm like, uh, is, do you think he's going to come back? I don't think he cares about his word or his promises, so maybe be careful about that. Like, is, I think the trauma is connected to Maya, maybe? Mm-hmm. Because he got the, like, transfusions or whatever oh, in Mount sure. Weather. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's good. I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, he just wants his, he wants to bleed out, so, like. Yeah. So, there's 12 patients waiting, and I'm like, and, and Jasper's the secret 13th? <laughs> Who just left, I guess? Oh. Four people are getting their contraceptive implants taken out, um, because Which they, is- Definitely an emergency. Yeah. Or because they don't can't wait. <laughs> because they don't need to worry about the one child rule anymore. Right. Um, and Jasper's like, quick, it's really important. Everyone wants to boink without consequences. Come with on. Consequences. Yeah. <laughs> with consequences. With uh, consequences. But without legal consequences. <laughs> Everyone wants to have babies. <laughs> and then nothing ever came of it. No one ever had a baby. Yeah. Oh wait, Harper. Diosa? <laughs> I like how they were like, okay, did we, where, whose babies, who got, who had babies? Harper had a baby, Dioza had a baby. Uh, ship the babies? Ship the babies. <laughs> That's what they did. Oh, that was so, <laughs> that was so weird. Ship the babies. Um, we shouldn't ship babies. Don't do that. <laughs> They're like, what a lady killer. And I'm like, That's a toddler. Yeah, don't do that to your kids. I was like, those humans are emotionally underdeveloped. Stop it. Yeah. Um, so like Kane said, they think this is real peace, which is why they, like, actually want to bring children into the world. And I just really hope that nobody got pregnant just for, like, bad things to happen again. Because, like, imagine having a child in the bunker. Like, already Ethan. I can't believe Ethan lived in the entire bunker just to get straight up murked in that gorge. Yep. That's still, that still bothers me. Anyway. They probably weren't. They were probably completely forbidden from having more children in the board yeah. in the in the bunker. They're like, okay, well, can we get our contraceptives back? And Jackson's like, I don't have any. Like, <laughs> Not my problem. Jackson's anymore. like, oh, in the pocket that I keep with just a bunch of them in it. Jackson's just like, well, uh, try being gay. That's a hundred percent effective. Yeah. <laughs> 
Try that. Speaks from personal experience. Um, so Raven is worried about Jasper's mental health, and Abby's like, I don't care about Jasper. <laughs> talk to me about you. And Raven's like, I don't care about me. Let's talk about Jasper. <laughs> um, so Raven's supposed to be there to fix something, but clearly Abby just lied about it. Um, Raven's leg has been in pain for three months, and she talked about how she pushed Wick away because he was trying to help. This is sad for me because I actually really liked Raven's relationship with Wick. Sure. So it just sucks that the actor ended up being actually terrible and that's Mm -hmm. why he got kicked off the show. Right. And, like, they need an explanation of, like, why that relationship didn't work out. So Mm -hmm. they make up this thing of, like, her pushing him away. And instead it was just, like, human garbage in reality. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's weird because Raven gets so many, like, small stints with people. It's just funny. That it feels like she's always bouncing from man to man. Mm -hmm. But in reality, she didn't have that many love interests. Yeah. And therefore I was like, who's my favorite of Raven's love interest? Wick, I guess. Bellamy. Bellamy. (laughs) (laughs) It should have been Raven and Bellamy. I'm sorry. No, I'm with you. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I just, uh, for me, you could have replaced Wick with any other human actor man. Yeah. Uh, who isn't a Nazi. And then told you it was Wick. And then told me it was Wick, and I would have been like, sure. Yeah. They did it with Maddie. Yeah. Like, listen, I have- Not not that that child was a Nazi, they just switched the (laughs) actress. (laughs) Sam, please. (laughs) (laughs) I, um, like, at this time when this was airing, I had not seen Riverdale yet, but Riverdale has fully prepared me for just any soap opera trope. If they're like, this is actually now. What if they were like, this is Raven now? Just any other person, I'd be like, uh-huh. They, they, <laughs> a, right. a blonde girl shows up and they're like, this is Wick now. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> yes it is. Yeah. Remember when they were like, see this blonde woman who's also at a party that Bellamy's dancing with? That's Clark now. And all of us were like, uh-huh. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah. You bet. <laughs> then they tried to be like, it's Brie. Don't you remember from her from season one? And I was like, even I don't remember her from season no, it's, one. It's, uh, are you ready to feel old? This is Clark now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so then Raven just ends up getting stuck with, like, a revolving door of dudes who just die. Mm. Uh, which sucks. Genuinely um, poor Raven. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what happened to Wick. I wonder if he died outside the bunker or if he was supposed to be in the bunker. I don't know. But whatever. Homie, did, homie did not get in I'm the sorry. bunker. Well, here's the thing. But he was important, right? He was, like, a really talented, like, engineer or whatever, right? Uh... Like, I, I get when you need to get rid of an actor, it's awkward. You need to throw a line in. Well, this well, is that, the that's line. what they did. They, that's, this is the line, is you pushed Wick away. Yeah. But so, then they just where told, did he go, though? Yeah, you yeah. have to throw another line in. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm assuming that, um, let's, let's decide Wick's fate. Let's okay. Oh my god, let's kill him. Yeah, I we're think, definitely gonna kill him. No, he didn't no, no, no. here's the thing. I think he's 100% got into the bunker, because I think he okay. was very, very important. But I think he 150 billion percent did something wrong and died in the pit yes. and got eaten. Yeah. So what did yeah. he do wrong? Yeah, 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 yeah. What did he do wrong? He Anything. mouthed off. Yeah, for sure. He, he def- for sure said some smart-ass comment about Octavia, Octavia. Mm-hmm. and uh, Kara just like, <laughs> yeah, he dead. if there was any seasoning for the beat. He didn't get that far. Yeah. (laughs) He was like number two. (laughs) Yeah. She basically says Abby sucks about being chancellor and a doctor. And I'm like, that's not very nice for somebody who's trying to help you. I don't really, like, I know that Raven needs to be like mean and in pain and stuff. Like, and I also get it. Like when you're in pain, it makes you more irritable. Mm -hmm. Okay. But like all the things that she's saying to Abby are so 
Not true. <laughs> like, first of all, not true. And also, like, completely... They're, like, personal attacks. And yeah. Not... And, like, they're for why? They're unwarranted. When, yeah. When she's, like, straight up trying to help you, I don't... I yeah. never really got this for Raven. It's the show It's the show trying to tell us through Raven that Abby's bad at her job. Mm-hmm. Well, the show also doesn't tell us exactly what... Why Raven won't take the surgery. Mm-hmm. I think until, like, an episode or two from now when, um... Like, she and Raven have a com- another conversation. Mm-hmm. And even then, it's unclear exactly. It's something about her, she'll be, her mobility would be, like, more limited or something. Mm-hmm. Because Abby says something about her still being able to, like, be useful mm-hmm. and, like, have skills that she, like, yeah. uses on a daily basis. Which is something that's very important to Raven. But they don't make it clear what exactly the surgery is. Yeah. And, like, why Raven is so adamant to just suffer instead. And here, because, like, you can't do a good job in pain either. Yeah. And also, here's the thing, is that she's willing to take the chip over top of this because she thinks there's no other consequences other than losing pain. Right. But here's my thing, is that, like, have you ever had your mouth frozen? Mm. And they tell you not to drink anything hot or, like, bite your lip or whatever because you can't tell if it, if it if you're in pain, right? Yeah. So you don't know if you're burning your mouth off and you don't know if you're, like, biting out a chunk of your lip because it doesn't hurt, okay. right? And so if she's walking around, doesn't feel any pain, your leg is getting worse and worse. You're going to have to get rid of your leg because you don't know because like, it's getting worse and worse. Just because you can't feel it doesn't mean that it's not broken. Exactly. Yeah. And like you could, I don't know, get cut and bleed out without even realizing it before yeah. it's too late. Yeah. I also think that like just part of the reason Raven gets so personal is because like she thinks that that's the only way to like push her away. She can push Abby away. Like she doesn't actually think that Raven's a or that Abby's a bad doctor because she knows she's not, because she's like the reason she still has a leg in the first place. Mm-hmm. And she knows that Abby is a good chancellor because they're at peace mm-hmm. for literally the only time in Raven's life. Yeah. And uh so she literally just makes things up because she's scared and upset. And, like, goes off on Abby for it. And Abby probably also knows that and is an adult and is like, okay, mm-hmm. I'll let you cool off. It's, like, so interesting with all of this and then knowing that Abby ends up being the person that Raven, like, needs to see the most in the in mm-hmm. the finale. They, I, I feel like there are a lot of parts of that relationship that are, like, still very good, like, mm-hmm. in this season and then also in laser, later seasons. Uh, like, especially in season four, it's very good. Raven in season four is great. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I just, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I still like that Abby is Raven's person if they weren't going to use Abby for Clark. Um, so Lincoln asks Helios how Octavia is, and that's really cute because it's like when you ask a dog what his name is. <laughs> <laughs> um, he cannot answer. I think that Linktavia is very cute in season two and three, but in season two, in season one, when they're like trying to age down Octavia, like ultimately I think Ricky and Marie are like a really similar age. Oh, yeah. But, like, Octavia and Lincoln are really weird, like, really different ages. Mm-hmm. So, like, in season one, I'm always, like, a little icked out about it. Yeah, it's a little, it, like, but... s- like a Stockholm-y and yeah. predatory Beauty and um, the Beast kind of weird thing. But, but at this point, they're so far away from that that I, like, I... They, yeah. They're very good in Literally, this. At, at this point and in season two, they're, like, a very good power yeah. couple. Um, because Octavia ages up so quickly. So because, quickly. Like, it's, it's because she doesn't have a personality. Like, not that she doesn't have a personality, but, like... As she's growing up, she doesn't have anybody to, like, get a personality from. Mm. So as soon as she drops, literally drops, down into, like, a hundred kids that all that have big personalities, mm-hmm. she basically, like, whoever she spends the most time with, Lincoln, is who she, like, leeches onto and, like, sucks That's, up their, mm. their everything, you know? 
Yeah. And Lincoln is an adult. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> Who does and very also- adult things, not like explicit wise, but like kills people. Is a and warrior stuff. and yeah. like knows how to fight and take care of himself and doesn't like start fights over peeing in a fire. <laughs> yeah. Or peeing on people, peeing which honestly people. fair. <laughs> so yeah, like it makes sense also like and Marie is definitely older than 16 so mm-hmm. like once she's into the warrior paint instead of the like rosy eyed rosy cheeked little doe eyed girl mm-hmm. that comes out of thing she it is very easy to see them as equals and not like the uneven footing for yeah. season one mm-hmm. um so she reminds him that he will never be one of them <laughs> and um says that Kane and Abby are using him do you think that Kane and Abby are using him no I think that they genuinely think that Lincoln is like I think that it's a not an intentional like I'm using you without you knowing and right. like it's undermining the relationship mm-hmm. that we're trying to build. I think they see him as you are a person who knows more about this place than we do and we respect that of we you. We find that to be very valuable to us. And we find that to be very valuable to us and we find you to be a valuable person to like have a relationship with and like build a community with and we want to like speak with you and like use you to like learn how to exist here because we didn't before the fact that that looks good to other grounders um is a plus yeah it's something it's like just like a little it's bonus, not like why they're treating why him. we're doing it like yet. it's not why they're treating him well or like having him be a part of like their society it's mm-hmm literally the right thing to do and also they want to learn from him Mm -hmm. so she's like well let's run away luna's clan will take us in girl you don't even know luna yeah like you don't know her yeah um and so lincoln reminds her that luna is fully in hiding and um talks about how tree crew is in your heart and not like on your body right but she says that she still won't accept him in the uniform um and i was like who are octavia's love interests like adam lincoln and then like levitt and that's it right like, did something uh, happen in between? What's his name? Curly hair. Your favorite from season four that I can't stand because he lit everything Alien! on fire. <laughs> did he have curly hair? I thought it was just it was, long. I thought it was curly. It was kind of oh. wavy. Okay, sure. Oh yeah, Alien. <laughs> Aw. <laughs> you guys are lucky that we don't we don't we're not going over season four again because everybody would be so annoyed by how much I love Alien. And I would have argued with Robin so much because he lit a home on fire with children inside. He killed his own family. Give him a break. That's not a reason. I would probably do some stuff if I killed my own family. It's not an excuse. I, I understand. Sam would probably also hate me. It's fine. Yeah, Robin's like, if I accidentally killed my own family, I too would come to your house and burn it down. No, stop. Listen, if you're gonna get, if you're gonna do something, you might as well do it all. Go to therapy and probably jail. <laughs> if you, it's the only life you got, so you gotta live it big time. <laughs> Goodbye. Anyway, I was like, the person who she ends up with, her endgame relationship is Levitt. And ultimately, I realized Levitt hasn't been born yet and probably has isn't going to be born for like a hundred years. <laughs> and I just thought that was funny. Guys, the entire experience of going back and rewatching the good seasons of this show will be uh, an exercise in me just constantly and repeatedly thinking, Wow, if the hundred was going to throw out every rule that mattered by the end of the series, which they do because, like, what is transcendence? No no one cares. If you were going to throw out every rule that mattered, why not just bring all the dead people back and put them on the beach? They couldn't afford to bring them back. 
Uh, and use not a, use archive so, footage. I don't care. So many of them probably didn't want to be that. Yeah, they were like, no. But just like literally use archive footage and green screen them in like you did with Gaia. Like we know we know what you did. Bring <laughs> back Sean Mendes. Bring him back. He's on the beach. <laughs> Bring back Wick as a girl. <laughs> so so speaking of, everyone is sorting through the stuff that they got from Mount Weather, and Sean Mendes is here. Okay. Because apparently he just like asked to come on the show because mm-hmm. he liked it. Yeah. Um, which I can't blame him for because I also liked like the show at the time. I wish I had the power to just mm-hmm. be like, hey, showrunner person, mm-hmm. dude, lady, mm-hmm. uh, may I come participate in mm-hmm. in your television series because I enjoy watching it and I would like uh like to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. Here's my thing about Sean Mendes. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> So the, I'm so pissed I walked in on this conversation. <laughs> so the first so the first time that this aired, I said on my podcast that I didn't like Sean Mendes. Oh, and the reason why I said that is because at the time he had like just left MegCon. If you guys remember, MegCon was back when <clears throat> Vine was a thing. <laughs> And it was basically just a bunch, like a giant group of white boys who were like kind of garbage. You know what I mean? Like they just like, they did things and, you know, kind of, kind of, they were kind of like little mini Jake Pauls, if I Ew. could like ah. put them in something. And, and Sean Mendes was part of MagCon before it got bad, right? And then he left to go and like be an actual person. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the time, the only thing that I like, thought of him as was a member of MagCon, and so I was mm-hmm. like, I hate that Sean Mendes is on this. He's a bad person to have on this because this, this, and this, or whatever. <laughs> and as the show went on, and Sean Mendes became his own person, I kind of felt bad about that. <laughs> like, luckily, I mean, the podcast doesn't exist anymore. That that podcast episode, this podcast episode right. from years and years and years ago. Mm-hmm. But I just wanted to formally apologize to Sean Mendes for being mean to him in that podcast episode. However... <laughs> I've come back around. Yes, <laughs> not, not in the way that, like, I dislike him because he's a bad person, which I don't think he is. However, he's gotten weird. Yeah. He's gotten so weird. He's gotten really weird. Well, he's so homophobic in that he doesn't want to be seen as gay. So bad. So badly that he literally will publicly just make out with Camille Cabello. <laughs> like... The other way around. Whatever. I think it's Camila Cabello, and uh, you're like, whatever. <laughs> Camila Cabello. Cabello. <laughs> I don't know anyway, her name. Anyway, anyway, children. Anyway. Yeah, basically, his relationship with Camila Cabello has gotten so weird that I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna stop having an opinion about Sean Mendes. It, it's just like Sean Mendes. Like there are. More than zero, but less than five amount of songs yeah, by Sean Mendes. For sure. That I actively enjoy. I like a lot of Sean Mendes' songs. And, um, but he as a person is so bizarre to yeah. me <laughs> that so I'm just like, why are you here? So anyway, Sean Mendes is here. Um, <laughs> There's this one tweet that was like, everything that I've ever learned about Sean Mendes and his girlfriend, I have learned involuntarily. Yeah. <laughs> All the content uh, created by and involving Sean Mendes, I have consumed by accident, yeah. uh, including this episode of television. <laughs> I didn't know he was going to be here. If you're a huge fan of Sean Mendes, God, I respect the hell out of you. I'm still a big time Rush stan in 2021, mm-hmm. so no one's judging you. I'm just oh, judging not Sean at Mendes. All. <laughs> like, you're welcome. He's kind of homophobic. 
you're welcome to like be a fan. Mm-hmm. No judgment against you. Just some judgment against Sean Mendes. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, people can't be perfect. One of the members of Big Time Rush, a little precarious right now. So it's okay. <laughs> nah, I don't like Sean Mendes because he always insists he's not gay and he gets upset that people call him gay, so I yeah. don't like him. Yeah. Um, anyway, he tries to steal something and Raven stops him. Um, his name is McAllen and he was named after a brand of whiskey. He basically just tweeted and asked to be on the show. On Lost, there's a fictional brand of whiskey that's really important to Desmond, who's played by Henry and Cusick, called McCutcheon, mm-hmm. um, which I think is a reference, a to, reference to McAllen yeah. anyway. But I just wanted to say, everything is about Lost. Yeah. So <laughs> Gina says... I just, I only, I wasn't saying that to make fun of you. I was saying that because uh, Aaron Elizabeth and I have a theory that every that television show is actually just lost. It's true. Yeah. I know. And if you need evidence as to that, put me in front of the TV for an episode and I'll do it. Yeah. Not and a problem. Robin will find the reference. Yeah. Um. So Gina says that they should just float him. And I'm like, oh, Gina, she got jokes. She's so, <laughs> she's so well-rounded. <laughs> she's such a dynamic character. So as payment... Raven asks for a song. And, like, I know that's because it's Shawn Mendes, but knowing Raven, huh? I like that um, Gina is literally like, bring the fruit back first, but somehow we have this piano. Yeah. And And a chandelier. This also seems like everyone on the arc knows that he's a singer. Like, he's, like, infamous for this, right? Because she's like... I know you can sing. What if, what if literally anybody else was like, can I take this? And she's like, one song. And they're like, day after day. Like, it's, <laughs> it's just lucky that you know this thing. I don't know. You use your auto-tune. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, let me use my auto-tune. Hold on. Day after day. <laughs> I hope that sounded right. I can't hear it <laughs> until later when I'm editing it. So, yeah, Jason said at the end of season five, someone asked him. Jason asked. Or someone asked Jason. Stop asking Jason. What happened to Sean Mendez? And he said that Sean Mendez was in cryo, which means that Sean Mendez was in the bunker. So that means Sean Mendez is in cryo in season five, which means that likely Sean Mendez became one of the glowing groups. I hate it. Sean Mendez transcended and Kane and Abby didn't. Why didn't Sean Mendez get brought Shawn back Mendes. for the finale? Sean Mendez transcended and Bellamy didn't. Oh my god. <sighs> My main question is, like, did Sean Mendes watch the finale? Like, he's like, I'm a really big fan of this show. When did Sean Mendes stop watching? Yeah, when did Sean Mendes stop? <laughs> he's like, I'm very busy. I'm on tour. He saw his episode, and then he's like, I'm good. I'm good. I'm done. Thank I, you. I achieved my goal. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just, like, the fact that Sean Mendes somehow made it into the bunker is very, very strange to me, because that means that Clark, on her little listy-do, mm-hmm. was like, we need singers. We need artists. <laughs> and it's like, no, she was prioritizing women who could get pregnant. Like, yeah, exactly. Okay, he's not either of She's those like, this things. This young man would be great trade. <laughs> <laughs> he should get someone pregnant. Let's do that. <laughs> so he goes over to the piano and he's singing the song that they were singing in the rover, but slower. Um, and Abby comes over to Raven and agrees that she has too many jobs. Guys, they only um, know one song. Raven still says she doesn't want the operation. Why, though? We will learn later. Um, and then she's like, are you here as my chancellor or my doctor? And she's like, I'm here as your friend or whatever, right? And Raven goes, you might have heard us referencing it throughout <laughs> the episode. But she goes, because I don't want to talk to one of you. Huh? Yeah, because... <laughs> what? Huh? Like, what? And, and, like, she says that before Abby says, I'm here as a friend. Yeah. She says, 
are you here as my doctor or my chancellor? And I don't, I only want to, I don't want to talk to one of you. And I'm like, which one? So you want to talk to the chancellor? Do you want to talk to the chancellor or the doctor? Or do you want to, like, it's just a really confusing line. And if people can make sense of it, that's great. And please let us know what you think it means or whatever. But like, in my mind, like if I'm watching a show and someone says a line that's confusing and then they just move on with the storyline, I've forgotten what we're talking about now because I'm trying to figure out what the heck that line meant. Yeah. You know, like it's fine when someone says something confusing and then there's a very long pause where you're like, okay, this was meant to be confusing. I'm meant to be thinking about what that means. Mm -hmm. But then she just continues on with the conversation and I'm like, wait, explain what the heck that just meant. Like, it's just poorly done because like, you know that she doesn't really want to talk to Dr. Abby right now. Right. So, so it's like, okay, so you want to talk to but Chancellor? But, like, what you, she should have said is, are you here as my doctor or my chancellor? Because I don't, I wanna... don't really want to talk to either of you. Exactly. And then Abby says, I'm here as your friend. And then she's like, oh, I will that is the version you. of you that I am comfortable with at this time. Let's do shots. I'm here as your mother figure. Shots, 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 <laughs> shots, shots, shots. So, elsewhere, Lincoln takes off his jacket and meets Octavia in the woods. And they, like, snuggle because she's like... I forgive you when you're not wearing this piece of cloth. And I'm um, I'm more comfortable on this dirt than in this bed that you have. <laughs> so Kane offers Indra a gun, but she doesn't want it. We kind of talked about that already. Mm-hmm. Um, Jasper shows up and gets mad that they're giving away things that belonged to Mount Weather people. Okay, do you want us to just leave it there and have nobody use it? Because I feel like Maya would want you to use the like, resources that she had. Also, like, you're using something that belonged to a dead person, you iPod hoarder. Yeah, exactly, weirdo. Like, what do you think that any of the clothes that you're wearing on the Ark Mm -hmm. came from? Those belonged to dead people. There was a reclamation process on the Ark where you use the thing that people who have died had before because you have limited resources. You're an idiot. (laughs) Go to therapy. So is the call I- Jackson. Is, call Jackson. So is the iPod that Jasper listens to supposed to be the same iPod that Murphy listens to at the beginning of season six? That would be cool. I know it's supposed to be the same iPod that Clark listens to in the Rover. Okay. Because she finds it with his goggles, I think. So that must be it. It must be. That's Maya's iPod then. Because it's uh, with Jasper's stuff. Right. Wow. But like, does, does it end up with Murphy? Yeah, remember, he sings it, This is the Sea. No, I know, but, like, how does it get from Clark to Murphy? Mm, you got me there. <laughs> if you can remember how it got from Clark to Murphy, let me know. Let me know. I like to think that Murphy just stole it and did not ask. Yeah. Because I'm wondering if, did Murphy pick it up on the planet and that's a mm. new iPod? It feels like if you're gonna have an iPod, it should be the same iPod, but I'm not gonna put it past them to just pick up a random new iPod. Oh, now you're right. Maybe he just... Found it in one of the classrooms. I thought it was like part of the like shrine to the founders. You're totally or right. That's it's like what Josie's it iPod. Boo! I wanted it to be Maya's iPod so bad. That okay, would be yeah. cool. That's too bad. It would have been um, better because, like everything, the things that we think of are better. <laughs> <laughs> Just because he's playing the piano doesn't mean you have to attack him. Like, why don't you attack anybody else? Like, it wasn't even Maya's piano. Yeah. Like, st- <laughs> calm like, down. I I seem to remember like her sitting at it at some point and like him talking to her and they both have cake mm-hmm. or something yeah. like that. But, like... But that's not hers. Yeah, it doesn't make it hers. So he's basically, I like... It, though. I get not wanting to touch the things of the dead. Yeah. I 
Oh, sure. Well, yeah, you don't have to do it, but don't stop everybody else from doing it because they need this stuff. You know like, what I mean? There's li- literally limited resources. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's like, how dare you make an acoustic version of this song that I like? And he attacks <laughs> Shawn Mendes. And Shawn Mendes is basically like, I just got attacked. And why? <laughs> like, he has no idea what's going on. He's literally just singing a funky tune. Yeah, so then he, like, punches Jasper in the face, which is so fun. Like, I feel like Shawn <laughs> Mendes, Shawn Mendes showed up to set being like, oh my God, Devin Bostic, huge fan of your character. Jasper's the best. Isn't he so lovely and positive? Mm-hmm. And Devin Bostic is like, totally harumph into his character <laughs> and he's like cool i will be punching you today yeah Shawn Mendes is like why would love spoilers <laughs> like did you watch the finale buddy so lastly monty stops driving because there's a tree in the way indra says it's a trap because the tree was cut um and bellamy's like oh, are you sure and so he like are gets you up. sure about that <laughs> so he gets up and he looks and another one falls behind them and he's like rats and there's this shot that just zooms into his face as if, as the thing falls, like, bah? It's literally like <gasps> if Bellamy used the face zoom feature on <laughs> TikTok. TikTok. Uh, it's so comedic. Yeah, it's really good. So that's that. That's the, that's the episode. We did it, Joe. <laughs> we did it. Um, so now we're going to move on to segments. Um, our My first segment is the post-apocalyptic Sasquatch, which is our favorite line award. So my favorite line award goes to Bellamy and Jasper for... I'm gun for you. Not so you're sober. Don't want one. And then him weirdly slapping him in the face. face. Dead fish face. High five. Yeah. (laughs) And my segment is, what is Sam shipping the most? Uh, Since all my other segments from our previous versions of this pod uh, are irrelevant. Because Kane and Abby are alive, so they Mm -hmm. do get mentioned and it doesn't matter. So what I'm shipping the most this episode... Might come as a shock to you, but it's definitely Cabby. Wow. Wow. Not that they're, like, being domestic or anything, and, like, that she's, like, only feeling safe enough to be vulnerable around him where she can sleep and be comfortable. Like, yeah, no, it's definitely Cabby, obviously. Like, come on. So my other segment is Robin's Murphy moment. Obviously, Murphy and Bellamy were... Apart. Nowhere near each other um, at this time. Mm-hmm. However... I just like to think that Bellamy really, like, stewed for a while about, like, where Murphy at? Where he? You know? I like to imagine, um, like, in the next episode, we see Bellamy go on, like, a ride-or-die moment to get back to Clark, and it's Mm -hmm. very, like, sweeping and majestic. I like to imagine that if they had seen Murphy in the same sense, Mm -hmm. he would have done the same thing. Or, like, he had gotten, like, word from somewhere, someone somewhere, of where he might be, that Mm -hmm. they would go on a rescue mission as well. Yeah. Aw. I just, now I'm going to be reimagining next week's scene, (laughs) which is the closest I ever got to shipping Bellark personally, with Murphy (laughs) instead of Clark. Yeah. All right. Um, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Our music is Terminal by Good News Tunes. Please, if you are so inclined, write us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Um, we'd really appreciate it. Even if you just want to do the little stars, that'd be great. Uh, thank you to our roommate, Brittany. Thanks for being here. Where can we follow you for not the 100 content? <laughs> Damn, yeah. Um, at Britannia on Twitter, which is B-R-I-T-T-A-N-I-A with an underscore at the end, or shop B-Lux, B-E-E-L-U-X-E. On Twitter and TikTok and Instagram, because that's where I post my art. If 
you're a fan of Riverdale, like we said, we like to talk about that show too. Um, as this comes out, I am so thrilled, but we are in the midst of posting weekly for season five. I'm so excited. <laughs> I love that for future us. Yes. I'm ready for garbage. Please, <laughs> please join us. It's so fun. If you're a fan of Stranger Things, we'd like to talk about that show too. Uh, it's one of my favorite pods to talk on. Um, we've covered the first two seasons and we're starting season three this year. Uh, it's it's a lot of fun. Maybe by the time that we finish that, season four will be out. Yeehaw. If you're a fan of Lost, we like to talk about that show too. We did all of season one, all of season two. We are doing the beginnings, middles of season three right now. It is spoiler free, so you can watch, listen to it while you watch for the first time. Um, and we also have guests over there. So if you want to come on, do it. <laughs> <laughs> come talk to me about it. We can find you a spot. If you want to give Robin free serotonin, just watch Lost. Mm -hmm. So true. I'm like, I'm, I'm trying to offer this to you. You'll That's what I'm trying to do. Like, I'm genuinely like... Uh, you deserve nice, good shows. You know, you deserve good things, and you deserve just a showrunner that loves you. Yeah. Damon Lind... I, I can tell that Damon Lindelof loves me. <laughs> he cares how I feel and what I think. Thank you. Speaking of nice, good shows, if you're a fan of Star Trek, we like to want, talk about that show, too. We have a podcast covering season one of Star Trek Picard, and we have some future projects planned for that feed. Uh, Brittany and I just really love Star Trek. It makes us happy, and we need things that make us happy right now. You can follow at The Aficionados on Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, Instagram, Redbubble, YouTube, mostly Twitter, um, but I do post GIFs of our favorite line awards on Tumblr. So I really appreciate um, you following us there, too. <laughs> <laughs> if uh, you have thoughts on what we said on this very, very chaotic pod, um, please get those into us uh, by whatever means necessary, uh, via Twitter, via email, via voice message. Please. Owl. <laughs> pigeon. Carrier pigeon. Um. <laughs> Morse code. <laughs> I'm not decoding that. I don't know anything um. about that. Breaking blood. <laughs> Anyway, if you have thoughts that you want to share on the pod uh, for the next episode, please get those in by February 10th uh, when this comes to you uh, into your lovely little ears. Yeah. Our Patreon is patreon.com slash theaficionados. If you like what we do here, please consider donating because oof, it's expensive. Um, we talked about it a little bit earlier in the podcast, um, but if you help us out with any donation, you get early access to all of the podcasts. This one is going to be out a week in advance from now on. Um, and $5 or more gets you 10% off of me and Brittany's shop. So Shop Deluxe covers Brittany's stuff and my stuff. And that way we can ship it together to you. Um, like I said, I think I have like 17, the 100 designs now. So if you want a, the 100 character, I got you. And if you want any other character, I also got you. <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter at, at Sam Casey's, which is S-A-M-C-A-S-E-Y-S. And you can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey. That's R-O-B-Y-N-E-J-E-F-F-R-E-Y. -E -E pretty much everywhere. Um, the next episode that is coming out is episode 302. It's One Head of Part 2. Um, and it'll be coming out to the public on March 17th, which is St. Patrick's Day? Question mark? Possibly. Uh, is it March 17th? Is it? I, it's, I can never remember Yeah, it's which, always the 17th. Which holidays move? <laughs> Not that one. <laughs> anyway. March 17th is the anniversary of lockdown. I thought it was the 11th. That was a 13th. Anyway. Anyway, happy birthday to Robin after that. She'll be older. Oh, yeah. In the next Yay. podcast, I'll have had my birthday. Um, anyway, it comes up to the public on St. Patrick's Day, um, and it will be on Patreon on March 10th. So if you would like it a week early, um, I will still also have had a birthday, so I will be 26. Um, but yeah. Okay, love you. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye. Bye. I love you. Bye.